Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Nintendo Everything Refresh, the weekly show where we keep you all up to date on everything new and exciting in the world of Nintendo. I'm your host Nick Serpa, joined today by Dennis Gagliardato. Hello, hello everybody. And we have an exciting new voice on the show. You may recognize some of their writing over on NintendoEverything.com. We have Ellie. Meowdy, how's it going? Ellie, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Would you um, like to tell us, all of our listeners, just a little bit about yourself and maybe what, what you do for the site? Um, any any big big games that you're like super excited about? What, what do you want oh, people goodness. to know about you? Okay, the excitement list is actually quite huge. I, I'm <laughs> super, super looking forward to almost everything that was announced. Uh, you guys may know me from the news desk. Sometimes I'll do uh, nighttime coverage or... Uh, reviews generally uh, i'm a jrpg goblin so any any mm. of the rpgs pretty much every trails game that has came out has been covered by me uh definitely looking forward to the uh mario rpg remake as well as the new dragon quest monsters game for their 25th anniversary which is awesome uh star ocean etc pretty much uh, like i said i'm a jrpg goblin if it's a if it's a turn-based game i'm going to play it <laughs> Love it, love it. You'll fit right in with the rest of us. I, I, my big thing is I love JRPGs, but I never have enough time to play them. So maybe you can educate Goodness. me on some games that I have <laughs> never played. <laughs> oh, the niche knowledge, it's, it's probably there. <laughs> all right, I love it. Well, we definitely have a jam-packed show this week. Um, in case you all have somehow missed it, sleeping under a rock, uh, there was a Nintendo Direct this week, which some folks were not sure was going to happen or not. Um, past couple weeks, Nintendo has kind of been drip feeding some some small announcements and trailers here here and there. Nothing major, but enough that some people were wondering, "Gosh, it's almost the end of June. Are, are they going to do anything?" And lo and behold, we had a very meaty direct, I would say, earlier this week, um, with some really big announcements. Particularly if you are a Mario fan, a fan of Mario and Friends, I should say. Let's um, go. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. It That's is me. It is Let's go. too long. <laughs> All right. Well, Dennis, Dennis is on the edge of his seat here, so we, we better get into it. We're going to start with some of the big reveals from Nintendo. Um, let's start with what they closed out the show with, which was Super Mario Brothers Wonder, the oh, yeah. first brand new 2D Mario game in, what, almost a decade at this point? Long time, yeah. I can't even remember the last. Was it new Super Mario Brothers U? Was it that one? It, it was, which we did get a port of on Switch, but we haven't gotten we a new game ports. since then. Yeah, that we port was not. Pointless. It's all been ports. I mean, we did get, like, I guess you could count Bowser's Fury as something somewhat new, but that was more of a tie-in, right? Right, right. Yeah. That would be the newest thing. But as far as 2D Mario, it's it's been definitely yeah. a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's, I, I think, you know, just looking at this game, the fact that they dropped the new title. It's not new Super Mario Brothers, it's just Super Mario Brothers Wonder. That alone, I think, is a statement. Like that that kind of tells you, hey, we are trying to mix it up. We're we're doing something fresh this time around. Yeah. And But um, I, I also appreciate that it's like, you know, you don't in a way, even though it looks, you know, so new and refreshing, and I love the art direction of this, it's almost like you're going back to basics also. I think with with the whole new moniker that they had since, what, DS? I think that was the first new Super Mario Brothers. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it was almost like, let's let's reboot Super Mario Brothers. But it's like, you don't, 
you don't need to. You you built your entire company off of Super Mario Brothers, right? Like this was the game that took the world by storm in the arcades and it still continues to to this day. You know, when you look at speed runs and, and stuff like that, like I love Super Mario. I, I always go back to the original and I play that game from time to time, at least a couple times a year. Um, because I love speedrunning that game and uh, and just watching other speedrunners play that game and just watching the game in general, even even not speedrunning, just playing that game normally from level to level, beginning to end, that game is just brilliant. And, um, you know, I, I like that this is a way to sort of uh, uh, seemingly, again, by title alone, sort of go back to basics, but then add that wonder of just like, you know, let's really do do something fun with this at the same time. I think the the whole new thing was such a weird phase because they were doing that all throughout, you know, 3DS and Wii U and yeah. you know, you had yeah. the the new Nintendo 3DS and whatnot and then they had, I don't know, it was it was weird. It was weird. But uh, I'm glad that it's dropped and it's just like here's just Super Mario Brothers at its core. Let's just have a good time with it. Yeah, so this is a, if you haven't seen the trailer for this, it is very different um, in, in, I mean, a lot of ways it's 2D Mario, but they are really just bringing the creativity to the next level, it looks like. Um, yeah. It looks like the, the, big, the big thing here is you can pick up a new power-up called the Wonder Flower, and basically it is a make everything weird button, and it just it completely, really <laughs> just completely changes the levels, changes the entire art direction we've seen sometimes. Um, I, apparently Mario can turn into an elephant now, which is wonderful and horrifying at the same time. Um, it is definitely just a very creative looking game. Um, Mario is also animated completely differently. There's, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if you guys picked up on this, but in the trailer, just so many just new little detailed animations, like when he's coming yeah, out of a pipe beautiful. and, oh my gosh. Um, yeah, Ellie, like what, when you saw this trailer, like what was sticking out to you the most? It honestly, so it was as though whenever he, they picked up the Wonder Flower, it was almost like everything had been filtered through paint thinner and like abstract art. I was <laughs> honestly floored. I was like, oh my goodness, <laughs> this is so strange. And it, it looks like it's never going to be the same every time. You're not going to know what to expect in each level, you know, until you've played it. Um, it just, it seems like it brings back a little bit of that magic, you know, like this is what they're they're really going for. They seem to be wanting to take things into a different direction and, and this is a really good way to do that. Yeah, yeah, it is, it really feels like they are trying to mix things up and like they have been listening to some extent. And I think maybe the fact that we haven't gotten a new 2D Mario game in so long is partially because maybe they themselves were kind of feeling like, hey, we really need to mix it up and, um, this really looks like that. And there's also new playable characters this time around. Um, Daisy is playable in this 2D Mario game, which I don't think that, that has ever happened. So, yeah, that is so different. Yeah, I don't recall that. I'm not yeah. going to complain because it's super awesome. I wonder, you know, how is she going to play uh, ever since Mario 2 back on the NES, which uh, allowed us to like actually play as Peach and Toad and things like that for the first time. Uh, it's always been really interesting to see the differences between how each character actually plays. So I'm really excited to see what she's like, you know, like what's her gimmick? <laughs> right. Or is she just going to be a, a reskin of Peach? You know, that's going to oh, be... Oh, I hope not. I hope they don't do that not. to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully not. Um, yeah. And I, I, also, I think we saw, we saw a glimpse of Yoshi in this trailer too. I'm not sure if Yoshi is playable... On his or, own? or mountable, like, is he um, mountable or playable? Yeah, yeah, I think it's a little hard to tell now, but um, this game is coming out very soon. It's coming out October 20th, which is 
right around the corner. Um, and man, I'm I'm here for it. This is this feels like the right Mario game at the right time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I was think... thinking the other day too. I was like, you know, we haven't had like a genuine Mario game in so long. And what I mean by that is like, I'm not, I'm not counting spinoffs, right? I'm not counting, you know, Mario Strikers. I'm not saying Mario Golf. I mean like Mario, like platforming levels. I feel like we haven't had that in a long time, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And even Paper Mario, I wouldn't even count because again, that's that to me is a spinoff. That's a whole different style of Mario. I mean pure platforming pure level based stuff whether it's you know something like mario odyssey or something like mario brothers and now we got this and it, it just i'm just so ecstatic I, I i had a smile on my face the whole trailer it, it looks incredible it's absolutely incredible yeah if you count and, if you count mario run as a platformer that was released in 2016 Ooh, that's oh, true that's right. yeah, i remember that one yeah, yeah. i did play that, that one quite a bit actually technically but, uh, yeah. Otherwise, we have like New Super Luigi U for the Wii U, and that was 2013. So it's been yeah. it's been a minute. Yeah. I'm, oh, I'm going to choose not to count Super Mario Run. I wouldn't. <laughs> so it's gonna... actually been 10 years. That's a whole decade. <laughs> let's, let's go with that. That makes me feel better. Um, it was a stretch. It was a stretch. Yeah. I'll admit it. <laughs> um, but but s shockingly, that was just one of several Mario and Friends games announced in this direct. Um, the other just big out of left field surprise was we are getting a full on ground up remake of Super Mario RPG, um, which is a game that has not really been playable at all for quite a while. I mean, it was available on the Wii U eShop as a virtual console game, but we haven't, it hasn't joined Switch Online in any way. And generally, I, I don't think a lot of people have played this game. I mean, I've been playing Mario games my whole life, and I, I have never, I've yet to play the original Super Mario RPG. Um, oh my goodness, really? it was one of my oh first my RPGs as a child. Yeah, right. I used yeah. to yeah. rent it all I was time six years old when it came out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I literally did rent it from from Blockbuster. You are, that's exactly how that went. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was me, renting it all the time. I could never time. clear it. Never yeah, played it, but I you know we had an like we had an times. NES in my house growing up, but we never had a Super Nintendo, and so I just it missed me completely. But, um, but yeah, I I am just I'm floored by this. It looks incredible. I do we know who's developing this? Is this Nintendo internally, or is Square Enix involved? Uh, I, I would think that Square would have to sign off on stuff because there were original characters like uh, fan favorite Gino. Gino was uh, created by Square, so. They they either have to be back on speaking terms and uh, I guess like in sort of some sort of cohoots because, you know, we got Sephiroth and Smash and some right, other things that we thought right. we would never get. Um, but I mean, like, I, I'm sure that they had to give the go ahead because there is proprietary uh, characters and storyline and things like that that Square had a hand in. But I don't think that they would just give up, you know, voluntarily for nothing. Sure. Yeah, it, it looks like, I mean, having not played the original, maybe you guys can can check me on this, but it looks very faithful in terms of its, like, overall presentation and, and general gameplay to the original, but just with an incredible new art design. Um, like, they've really tried oh, to yes. translate it into modern technology, and, but still retaining a lot of the personality of the original, it looks like. It, it definitely does seem to be that they are, are trying to honor that originality, like what they had before. Um, back when the game was current in, in 96, it was already like, oh, the graphics are going to be a little bit more realistic. Like when you saw Mario, uh, they had that view that was kind of almost like isometric. <laughs> 
Right. So I yeah. think that I think that they are trying to to be as true to form as possible. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm yeah, I'm it, floored by just like the quality of the animation and just how colorful and vibrant it all looks. I mean, I personally I just oh, the have attacks never... and abilities made my heart happy. <laughs> the the what was it? Uh, all the attacks and abilities that you saw. So like whenever they turned to the the turn based combat. And they showed off some of the skills and things that you could use, and I was just over here like, "This is this is actually quite nice. I can I can definitely deal with this. This is good." I, my heart was very full when I saw that. Well, that's awesome to hear. Yeah, I I, I hope that this lives up to um, a lot of the fans' expectations. And yeah, I for me like as someone new to it, I can't wait to play it. I've pre-ordered it, which I I don't usually do, like as a general rule. But I just I this is exactly what I was waiting for. Yeah, like, this is a perfect I, excuse to play this. I've decided so this is what I'll be spending my next voucher on. Because I, I, I had one more voucher after doing the voucher deal for um, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. And I wanted to hold mm. the other one until, you know, I saw a little bit more on what's coming up on, you know, Nintendo's schedule. But yeah, this is what I'm going to be using my, uh, my next voucher on for sure. Um, I mean, you can always buy another set of vouchers just to put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come to me. Mine went to Fire Emblem, Engage, and uh, and Tears of the Kingdom. Yes. <laughs> mm, yeah. I, I, my only worry with with this, and it's such a small worry that you know, I mean, it, it has nothing to do with the game itself, but. Um, and it's probably just a placeholder, but that box art that we've been seeing going on around right now, um, not so much. The I think the characters look really cute because, I mean, the placement and the stances are exactly how they were in the Super Nintendo box art. But just being on in front of just a white, white plane white background, background, yeah, like that's got to change. Please change that. Please, that is so bland. <laughs> Even if you just gave me I, like the generic opening scene background, I'd still be happier with that than just the blank white. Yeah, yeah. Any, well, I, anything. So Miserable. I, I saw some people talking about that online, but some people were posting comparisons with, um, I guess, like the original box art. And I, maybe I'm misremembering, but I thought the original box art was pretty similar overall. Well, the way they're standing is, but the, you you could see like a castle in the background. I'm looking at the box art now. You can see like a castle mm. in the background. Um, it wasn't. There was no hint of white anywhere, actually. Uh, no, it, was, it, was, it okay, looked yeah. it looked cool and edgy for the '90s. Like on oh purpose. yeah, definitely yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a gigantic sword looking thing. Like it, you, yes. <laughs> gotcha. Oh I oh here it is. I'm looking at the the Japanese box art. Japanese box art has them on a white background. Which maybe oh, really? that makes oh, okay. more sense. Well, maybe they've always why. been more minimalistic yeah. and stuff than we have, though. But you right. know, we right. we Westerners yeah. are strange, we, strange we... creatures. <laughs> can we appreciate though that Yoko Shimomura is going to be coming back because she is oh, gosh, an incredible yes. composer. She's one of the greatest composers, I think, um, in the medium. And uh, yeah, anything she touches um, musically turns to gold. I, I, I love her. Like she's one of my favorite composers. Up there with Akira Yamaoka for me, for sure. A lot of worries were uh, going around in some of my my social media groups about the musical, uh, like what what adaptations and things will happen. And when we heard that she was coming back. Uh, I, I immediately stopped worrying <laughs> whatsoever. You're like, okay, everything's good. We're good. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, this, yeah. this yeah. is fine. Yeah. This is fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that one is coming out only a month a month later after Mario Brothers Wonder, uh, November 17th. So we're getting two really big deal Mario games in a month's time, which is just Yeah, rip incredible. stones for everyone's yeah. wallets. Everyone's <laughs> wallets are just Yeah, no dead. kidding. <laughs> um, 
on top of all that, if, if that wasn't enough Mario for you, buckle up, because there's, there's more coming. Um, we just saw glimpses, but we know we are getting a new game starring Princess Peach coming sometime next year. It does, does not have a name yet. We don't know much about it. I don't um, believe so. No, I don't think it does. No. Untitled. Yeah. Untitled um, Peach game. Yeah, un Untitled Peach game. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah, all, we, we got a little trailer kind of showing her in what looks like a stage play kind of environment. Um, doesn't necessarily look like a platformer out of the gate to me. It almost looks like it could be a little bit more like a like a puzzle focused side scroller, but yeah, um, yeah, it's hard to tell for sure. But it has been a very long time since Peach has gotten a game. Um, since her last solo outing was Super Princess Peach for the Nintendo DS, I believe. That's right. Yeah, I really liked so, that, that game right. too. I've been wanting that her to get a so game. Cute. Yeah, I've been wanting her to get her own game now for so long because you know, I mean, I, I mean, honestly, a lot of the characters in the Mario universe deserve their own game. I feel like the all, the all, I feel like Wario has more games than Luigi. Am I wrong in thinking that? that I, I honestly no think that Wario right. has more games than pretty much any other Mario character <laughs> right. to date. Like, even Yoshi, who has a, a really awesome series. Right. Uh, I think Wario still has more games than yeah, Yoshi. It's so yeah. odd, like, how they come to, you know, decide, you know, which character they're, sort of, they're going to sort of utilize next to have their own sort of standalone experience. But I think Peach is long overdue. Um, I, I love her, and I think, uh, especially over the course of the last maybe, like, decade or so, she's really just become one of my favorite characters and um like it excited me so much to to see you know this this untitled peach game and just you know what it could be the game looks beautiful like gra like graphically and stylistically it looks absolutely beautiful i yeah. definitely it, uh fangirl nerd gasped i, I thought it. it was interesting that we got this kind of just brief tease of it um for next year it feels like something that they probably could have waited on potentially if, probably like you know they don't even have a title for it yet. I mean, granted, they did show off, you know, the untitled sequel to Breath of the Wild a long time in advance, but, um, but yeah, I I think this was a really nice surprise. I I I, I mean, I think it would be funny if they just kept it as untitled Princess Peach game, kind of like <laughs> Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> if they just kept I, I would that not as the complain title. at all. That hands down, hands down, still would buy it, still would support it. Absolutely. I would stand for it forever. One hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay, um, place your bets now. Do you think they are going to reference the uh, Peaches uh, song from the Super Mario Brothers movie in this game? You know, part of me hopes that they do, but because I hope that they do, they won't. <laughs> so that's usually on Nintendo. I don't know. I, I feel so. like I feel like it would be a really bad idea to not do a tie-in for that. Like it's it's just an obvious plug. Like why not? Why not? Yeah. Yeah. We will see. Um, 2024 is what they're saying for that one. Um, and then, believe it or not, <laughs> one more Mario Mario Universe game uh, was announced. Damn right. Um, this, you damn right. Yeah. Keep listing them out. <laughs> Keep listing them out. <laughs> it is, Mario fans are eating good. This, We're eating this so time. good. Oh, my God. Um, it, is, it is a good time. We're getting, I, I couldn't really tell you why they're doing this, but we're getting a remaster <laughs> Uh, or at least an HD port of sorts of Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, the second Luigi's Mansion game that came to 3DS. Um, and yeah, this I, I could not have predicted this. I I mean, this was a great game. I, I loved playing this on 3DS, oh, I but I guess it. I just... Yeah. It was never a, really a contender in my head for something that, you know, really needed a port or that I was expecting or hoping for, but, um, but it's great that it's coming over. 
I have uh, particularly fond memories of Dark Moon because when I first bought my 3DS XL, um, it was a month before uh, Pokemon X and Y came out. And so I needed a game to keep me busy until Pokemon X and Y came out because I bought it specifically for Pokemon X and Y. And uh, at the time, anyways, who, who would have known that it would end up becoming one of my favorite systems of all time? But, uh, but yeah, during that whole month that I was waiting for X and Y, I was playing Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, and I 100%ed it, and it was just a fantastic, fantastic game. Um, though I will say I prefer how the first one and the third one did it, which is just one large building versus, like, multiple smaller you know, estates, kind of like how Dark Moon was. Dark Moon was, you had, like, a bunch of different houses to go through, but they were much, right. much smaller in design. Um, so they were almost like the Luigi version of, like, you know, Mario World, you know. Um, but it was still great, still great. Right. Yeah, I saw some people saying that this might make, might have made more sense if they had bundled it with the first one, which is also not on Switch. Correct, um, yeah. But, I mean, you know, and in, in, at least at the very least in the sense of, hey, 3DS eShop is dead, can't really buy this game conveniently anymore. I'm not going to complain that they're bringing it over. Okay, but who's to say that they're not going to just shadow drop the first one? Because, like, let's let's look at this objectively. Mm. The last few directs, uh, you know, we got Metroid Prime Remaster just mm -hmm. shadow dropped, and then we got, uh, of course, Pikmin 1 and 2 that just shadow dropped. Like, That's who's right. to say that they're not doing that? Because, like, now I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, hmm... Hmm, this is becoming a trend. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, that is it's true. not impossible. Um, yeah, they're they have been shadow dropping things lately, which I am I am all here for. Dude, um, I love shadow drops. I, I I still I prefer to use the term. Uh, I still I still like to use the term Beyonce when people pull a Beyonce, you know, and just just <laughs> drop it out of nowhere. Um, it's it's such a crazy <laughs> feeling because the, ex the excitement is brand new, <laughs> you know. The excitement yeah. is brand new. You yeah. can't you can't control yourself, and I think you're gonna get more sales out. Yeah, that no way. one expected this. Right. No one expected Metroid Prime to be available that day. No one expected no. Pikmin One and Two to be available literally no. the day of. Like, yeah. hmm, okay, Nintendo, I see you. I see you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. keep doing it. I'm yeah. all for it. Yeah. Please do. Please. Oh my God! Don't stop. Right. Like, just don't. Don't. <laughs> just please. Yeah. I yeah. still want. Now yeah. this is a Sega thing. This is a Sega thing. But this has still been stuck on the GameCube. Um. I still want Billy Hatcher and the giant egg back. That's all I want. That's all I want. Uh, I Skies it. of Arcadia. If we're if we're talking about oh, GameCube or oh Dreamcast, like that Dreamcast, too, yeah. Skies of I Arcadia, mean, hands down. I will I will give up literally any organ. <laughs> you know what? If if if, bot, if bots and Kaitos can get a release on Switch in 2023, then anything's possible. It feels that is like. true. <laughs> that is true. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. And. Guys, I really thought we were done, but we're not. There's another. I guess this is technically also a Mario. Oh Universe no! Game. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, there's more. There's more. Um, another WarioWare game. Um, also a big surprise. This one is called WarioWare Move It, and it is has been described on Twitter by fans as kind of a, a spiritual sequel to WarioWare Shake It on the Wii, which I think is really fitting. Um, the trailer looks absolutely bonkers. People doing all types of crazy things with the Joy-Cons and motion controls. Um, you love to see it. Um, it's launching with some 200 micro games. Um, it's coming out November 3rd. So we, a, a lot of games coming in a very short amount of time. Um, I can't wait for this. I've actually, believe it or not, I have never played a WarioWare game before. So 
This oh my goodness, you're be... in for it. Oh, they're a lot my of fun. They one. get really addicting. Oh, I think my first is one... the first one? Uh, the first one was GBA, right? Like That's it was correct. just WarioWare, <laughs> yes. Mega Micro Games. I played mm -hmm. that for probably at least 100 hours yeah. cumulatively over my childhood. It was easy to do and that. Is like, that, that took... on the Switch Online yeah. now? It took no effort at all to do that because that game was so addicting. It was so good. Yeah, yeah. it was so good. Yeah, uh, my I, I played it by accident because my friend. Um, he had just picked it up. His parents. It was just his, his birthday um, at the time, and he was just, he was like, he just goes, Dennis, I, I got the, I got this I got this new this new uh, this new game on the, the Game Boy. And I was like, what? Let me see. So he lets me play it, and uh, it was about three hours before I handed the, <laughs> his Game Boy Advance back to him. And uh, and then I, you know, after enough, you know, coercion. Ooh, okay. Up, uh, the first know, one is uh, the first one is on Switch Online. So if you don't if you oh, don't touch that, you're doing yourself a disservice. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I played think... the paper airplane game itself like forever. <laughs> it's so yeah. basic. We, we it really wasn't that long ago either that we just we got the other WarioWare game. Um, I, I reviewed that one. Get it together. It, it was so good. Yeah, WarioWare. Get it together. That one. I got. Yes, I got yeah. to review that one for the site, and it was fantastic. It's absolutely amazing. All yeah. the characters have different abilities, like that they can do during the micro games. So, like, who you play as is going to influence how you approach different things. Super good. Yeah, it's nice that Nintendo. I mean, even though I would like to see them, you know, still produce more experimental games overall. I would say it's this direct gave me that kind of feeling. It's like, wow, they are branching out and working on some different things. There's some throwbacks to their earlier their earlier times, which. I really appreciate. Um, so yeah, lots of good stuff from the Mario universe coming to Switch. It's kind of crazy when you look at it all listed on paper. Um, but they did have some other first-party announcements beyond that. Um, something people have been wondering about for a long time. Uh, it was announced years ago at this point that we were going to be getting a sequel to Detective Pikachu, uh, which was released on the 3DS originally. And they announced that there was a new Detective Pikachu game in development. It was around the same time the movie came out, I want to say. Uh, maybe even a little bit before. Um, and we just haven't heard anything about it since. But it was in this Direct that they announced that the game is called Detective Pikachu Returns. And it is coming out October 6th. And it seems very much to be retaining the same overall style and premise of the first game. It... I think some people were wondering if they were going to lean more into kind of what they did with the movie, maybe a little bit more sci-fi, but um, no, this is definitely more of a, looks like a direct sequel to the first game, as far as I yeah. can tell. Which is all yeah, I would want. the characters are I, returning, I, yeah. I loved the first one on 3DS. That was one of my favorite games on 3DS, and uh, I, I hope they reissue that Amiibo. Also, if it, does anybody remember the Amiibo? It was huge. It was like a two foot, maybe not two foot. Oh, but like it, was it, like a, it was a plush one, right? It, it would, no, yeah, no, 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 it was, no, no, no. It was an it actual was the Amiibo. It was sarcastically large. Yeah, oh, sarcastically wow. large Pikachu. Yeah, the big plush <laughs> Amiibo you're thinking of, I think, was Yoshi's Woolly World. They made a big yeah, one. Of that. Yes, yeah. Yoshi had the yeah. plush ones. Yeah. yeah. But this uh, was just sarcastically large Detective Pikachu. Yeah, this one was gigantic. Yeah. Um, but God, that was, I think, one of the best games, I think, on 3DS. And I, it was one of the most refreshing Pokemon games, I think, ever, also. And I've been thinking about it ever since it got announced. It, this was also one of the highlights, top three highlights for me. Um, of the entire direct, it put the biggest smile on my face. Like I was, I was giddy, you know, like <laughs> giddy, like well, a like a kid in a, you know, in a in a toy seeing, shop, basically. And um, seeing the it, world it of Pokemon amazing. presented um, from 
a standpoint that's not as a trainer. You know, like we don't yeah, really get refreshing. too many, too many. Exactly. Like you, you yeah. get to see how the world actually works yeah. when you're not out there trying to collect eight badges and beating up little kids for their lunch and, money. And, <laughs> right, right. And you know what? And I think it's that's also why my favorite spinoffs are also Pokemon Ranger and Pokemon Conquest, because they did something different, you know, um, with with the Pokemon property that wasn't, you know, your standard, you know. Like you said, he just, you know, just going around and, you know, beating kids up and, you know, taking their money, basically. So, uh, you know, it was just it was refreshing. And my only sort of gripe with this particular trailer that we saw was for as good as it looks. And again, this is just this is just me sort of nitpicking, really. But, mm. you know, we, we you couldn't have added some some shadows or something. You know, just to add a little bit of depth to it. I mean, it's just there's yeah. like little, there's next Fair to no grade. shading. There's next <laughs> to know, no shading in this it's, game. It's in development, Dennis. Give them okay, a moment. Right, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair well, fair. And Dennis, you, you gotta remember. I mean, I think we should compare this side by side to the last Pokemon game, and then then see what, oh, what people are oh. talking about. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> a series I mean, look, of disappointed battle sounds look, from me. I'm not asking yeah. for ray tracing. I can do without the ray tracing, but at least to give me some sort of depth, <laughs> please. Yeah. To, to show me if that, that you cannot see if Dennis cannot see the pores on Pokemon's skin or, <laughs> right, or right. each individual blade of fur, we need to go back to the to be fair. Board. They did this make this, this. He, he really does look like a really cute little fuzzy dude, okay, for as gruff as he is. He does look <laughs> yes. so fuzzy, like like a lamb's ear, okay. <laughs> That's all I want. That's all I it's want. Wonderful. <laughs> I, as someone who considers himself a pretty casual Pokemon fan, I, I honestly think I'm more interested in playing this than playing Scarlet and Violet. Like it, like like what you were saying, Dennis, just the stuff adjacent to the Pokemon world yeah. is all super fascinating to me. So is, I think this could be a really good time. Um, yeah, this one's coming in at, this one and WarioWare are both coming in at $50. Um, so I guess you could call them budget release in comparison. Um, Somewhat, yeah. Yeah, somewhat. So yeah, that's coming out October sixth. Um, so it's yeah, again, very very packed two month span that we've got um, for Nintendo Nintendo releases. Sometimes when they say, "Oh, this direct is going to feature games coming in the next six months," they're kind of like stretching it a little bit. But this time they really were for the most part. Um, and uh, Ellie mentioned this one a little bit earlier, but yeah, we ended up getting. Uh, Shadow Drop just release. We're releasing it now. Releases of Pikmin One and Pikmin Two HD. That was the other really big um, announcement from Nintendo in this presentation, uh, which is great. You can now play through the entire series on the Switch. I think that's even more relevant when you consider the fact that, like nowadays, if you look at prices for Pikmin One and Two, they've really shot up. Um, you used to be able yeah. to get them pretty pretty cheap through the Wii U eShop, but that's not an option anymore. So now it's it's really nice to see that hey, there you is actually an accessible way to play these games. You know the the one that thing that really fair. upsets me though is like as exciting as as all this is, we have to remember that we are now how long seven almost eight years into the Switch life cycle, and the only thing I'm worried about is like we're doing all this awesome stuff here at the tail end of it, or what may seem like the tail end of the Switch's, Switch's life cycle. That if the next system isn't backwards compatible, I feel like all of this is for nothing. And that's the biggest part that drives me crazy is like, you know, we have this excitement that is time that is time limited. It's, it's 
we have the time restraint on it. Because if it's not, I, I seriously like I vote that we send Nintendo a collective bucket of all of our tears, because like there's <laughs> I, no. I've gotten plenty from me already. I expedite <laughs> I, like, all the time. No, I pay right. extra for shipping. Like everyone, yeah. <laughs> send me a plastic baggie <laughs> of your actual tears over yeah. the Switch successors not being back compatible, and I will FedEx that all. Yeah, to well, it's just ridiculous. Behalf. I mean, look, if you don't want to have the same physical media, that's one thing. But at the very at the very least, you gotta give me. Especially since it's all called the eShop, it's the same name. It should translate from you know one network to the next. But again, what do I know? You know, I don't work. So, um, but it's worked well for every other manufacturer so far. So I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> so, yeah, you know the way I I look at it is I, I do feel like at the very least, looking forward, I know that even if for whatever reason the next Nintendo console is not backwards compatible, it's going to be much easier to make backups of your own library this time around because you can you know unlike the 3ds for example 3ds you could only have really one micro sd card tied to that system so you had to cram all your games basically on on your system and on your sd card yeah. there was a hard limit on what you could do with the switch you can have as many micro sd cards as you want and you can very easily plug this into a computer and back up the whole card if you want to so That's i do true. at least have have some faith that moving forward like these games you know, even if the eShop shuts down someday, I know I'll be able to have a dozen SD cards if I need to and still have yeah. copies. So, but, it, um, I, but yeah, I guess it would be much better, obviously, to have full backwards compatibility all the yeah. time. Because all, all, because the way I, I think of it, too, I think it's just more cost-effective, too, because if you keep porting this system after system, that's just so many resources you could have saved if you had just made this playable to begin with. I don't know. That That's just how I view it. I don't know. But, yeah. You know. No, I agree with you, definitely. Um, well, for now, I'm just grateful that they are here. Um, they do seem to be pretty simple ports. Um, they don't seem to have really added much, um, really anything. Um, they do retain the motion controls from the Wii version, which is good. Um, but yeah, as this is just a convenient way to play them. They're $30 each if you buy them separately or $50 together. Um, so yeah, this is, this is awesome. Um, I probably am not going to pick it up just because I already own the games digitally on Wii U. But, um, but yeah, it's nice to know that if my Wii U ever dies, I can <laughs> play them again. <laughs> so. At least they're there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll give here. you a judgment point since you admitted you'd never played Wario. I have never played a single Pikmin game. Hey, you know what? There's <laughs> there's no shame. Now, now you have the whole series in front of you if you want to. You know, yeah, it's a good time. If I wanted to get into it, I, I could just get all of them, you know? Right. It's, it's also much easier time commitment-wise than, like, for example, I'm trying to slowly get caught up on Xenoblade. That's a much more of a time commitment than getting that caught up on, on the Pikmin. I uh, definitely that, put 300 hours, 300 hours into Xenoblade 2. So you you've go. you've got a, a bit to, to look I've forward to. I've got some to. work ahead of me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Um, anyways, um, let's keep this Pikmin train rolling. Um, so that was all the new major, I would say, new game announcements, but we did get updates on existing titles, some DLC, so I'm just gonna kinda quickly go through some of the highlights for that. Um, but first of all, we got a really big deep dive on Pikmin 4, because that game is coming out really soon, um, end of July, and this was the, the deepest dive we've gotten into it so far. Um, They're really adding a lot to this game, it seems like. Um, from, you know, and first of all, you're not playing as Captain Olimar this time, that was confirmed. You are making your own character and you're setting out to rescue him. So the tables have turned a little bit, um, but you have a new companion. His name is Hochi. He's an adorable little dog that you can- 
I loved him. I loved him immediately. He was so cute. He is a good boy, very much. The best boy, the best boy. That might be the the, what sells it for me is getting to ride the dog. Preserve Hochi at all costs. Hochi is now top priority. Captain Olimar, you're on your own, dude. Sorry, we gotta watch out for Hochi now. Um, But (laughs) but yeah. So that's really cool. Um, you can looks like you can kind of use him in certain contextual situations to like break down walls and maybe even help you distract or fend off enemies. So uh, that is alone is a pretty big shakeup. Um, something that was kind of hinted at in previous trailers is that there is a whole kind of underground kind of dungeon sort of environment that seems to be taking you know different kind of household objects and elements that you would find in the overworld, but. Um, creating more, I suppose, looks like more like traversal focused puzzles in these environments. It's difficult to say. We didn't see too much of them, but um, I mean, I did see that GBA SP that you could go find. That was that was the show stealer. Oh yeah, that was awesome. The, that was probably the highest resolution Game Boy Advance. It was so nice looking. Yeah, <laughs> why was it so nice looking? I need to know. Yes. Um, yeah, you can also venture out at night now, which is brand new to the franchise, um, which pres- they were kind of saying is going to make for a more intense experience. Bigger rewards, of course, but um, there's also a whole new type of Pikmin that you can find, glow Pikmin, when you're out exploring at night. So they're really throwing a lot into this game. Um, you know, we've, we've heard that there was a new Pikmin game has been in development for a long time. And I wonder if maybe just the scope of it just kept getting bigger and bigger because there's a lot of new stuff in this game. Are either of you guys interested in picking it up? Ellie, I know you said you haven't played a Pikmin game before. Are you going to start with this or do you think you'd want to play? It looks like it would actually be a pretty good point to jump into the series. So I, I, I might end up getting a hold of it because like it's different. It's not really like continuing off of Captain Oliver's adventures. There's a cute little dude that you get to ride through the ocean yeah. or whatever, you know, like, like let's, let's go, let's what go. More do you I'm, need? In, I'm in, maybe. Right. I think I might be in. Yeah, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out what these uh, Dandori battles are. I couldn't tell if it was a, just like a challenge. Was that the or, multiplayer or like, thing? That was like multiplayer, like right? It looked like I don't know, so it looked like I... you could have like four player co-op on the same screen. Okay. Or was it split screen? I'm not sure. It looked really kind of fun, but I'm not. I mean, I don't know. I've got a nephew who comes over and I'm sure that he'd be like, yeah, let's play that. So I might get roped into it, even if I just, you know, try to solo play the game. He'll be like, no, let's play this part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's also a demo coming June 28th. So if you are on the fence about it, that is a good way to try it. Um, I hope this does well for them, honestly, because this is one of those franchises that feels like you know, it's always kind of been on, on the borderline. Are we going to get more games in it or not? And I hope that That's if true. games like this can sell, it will show, hey, maybe we should dig deeper into our back catalog a bit more and keep well, some of these lo- franchises a, alive. Yeah, you're right, because it's, it's a series that's been around since, I mean, whenever the GameCube came out, right? So 2001, right? So, and uh-huh. we're only on the fourth entry. If you don't count, like, hey, Pikmin, you know, on 3DS, like, we're only on the fourth Which entry. No one Meanwhile, does. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna so, count Pikmin Bloom on mobile. That's that's counted. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I did actually play that. It was it was, um, a, a thing I experienced. Yeah. Play, play is yeah. a loose term to use with something like I, that. But it. <laughs> but it's. I uh, felt really bad when I was when I was at Summer Game Fest. Niantic was there, and they really wanted people to come 
check out all their games and Pikmin Bloom, and I didn't. I just didn't see a lot of people over. I don't think people. <laughs> I think people are kind of over. They're over the it. whole. Yeah. yeah, there's no need. AR thing. Yeah. I, I do actually um, still play uh, Pokemon Go every day, like at least the daily portion of catching a dude and yeah. doing a single research. I do every day. Hey, you know, you're not the only one. One of my close friends still plays Pokemon Go with his wife. They go out to the park and it's like a good yeah. way to stay active. <laughs> that's so I, I that's actually what I do with my husband. Every community day becomes a date. Like we'll go and buy some food and have a picnic yeah. and go catch whatever the monster of the month is. Right, but like, but like, how many of those games do you really have room for in your life, right? Literally one. Literally, like, literally exactly. one. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hey, going back to Pokemon, um, we did get a look at the DLC expansions for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Um, it's called the Hidden Treasure of Area Zero, and it is releasing in two parts. Uh, the first part, the Teal Mask, comes out this fall. And the second part, the Indigo Disc, which I think is a very cool sounding name, um, comes out in the winter. And I, I couldn't tell you too much about this because I have not played the base game. Um, I thought it looked nice, for sure. Like, it looked like some exciting new biomes to explore, some new characters. Um, it looks like they might be trying to expand on, like, the whole, like, school setting a little bit. So, um, are, are either of you guys into Scarlet and Violet? Uh, I did review Violet for the site, uh, so okay. early release was really, really rocky. Like, we had the elongated uh, 3D models clipping into the world, uh, all sorts of interesting visual anomalies. Um, but with subsequent updates, things have gotten a lot a lot more smooth. Um, I have not Good. purchased the DLC just yet, but the, the first one, the... the Teal mask actually looks way more fun for me, but that's because I'm a, I'm a world building freak when it comes to things like that. And a really cool, like traditional festival type, uh, that, that just looks like it's going to be more up my alley. Whereas like my, my other half, he's more of a like, Oh, the, the other part looks like battle frontier. I think that one actually looks neat. I'm over here. Just like, I've done that already several times. Give me the festival. <laughs> Yeah, I, when I was looking, it, I'm glad you mentioned the performance because when I was looking at this trailer, I was like, this looks like it's running a lot more smoothly and it looks more crisp and like just 100 clean, yes. cleaned up 100%, than, than yes. what we launched with. So do you think like, does this represent like the state of the game as it is now or do you think? I would is... say that it's a lot better now than it was at launch. Uh, I did recently load back in to just kind of revisit everything. I ended up finding a shiny Meryl, like just kind of chilling. I was like, oh, I guess it was just a good day to load the game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, the luck was real. Um, but yeah, no, like I, I wasn't seeing as much like as I had. I had a, a two crashes like during the time that I was reviewing the game and that was kind of off putting. Uh, but everything seems like they have a lot less stuff loading in, so there's not as much pop-in effect. Uh, you're not seeing, you know, things clipping through the world as much. Uh, now, of course, like, there are... There is still pop-in, especially with trainers, sure, and that's sure. visually jarring. Um, but it is definitely, like, in a way better state than it was at launch. And I, I, I could honestly say that if someone was on the fence about it at launch and was like, this is playing, it plays like garbage. Uh, it doesn't now. It plays 
It plays uh, like a, like a Pokemon game. You you're, you're gonna be okay. It'll be acceptable <laughs> instead of terrible. Yeah, I I'm more interested in picking it up now that a lot of it seems to have been addressed. And this DLC looks great. I love the idea. Um, the second part of the DLC in particular, where you're visiting whole new academy as an exchange student. It's called Blueberry Academy. Like that's just cool. Like I love. I, I'm always a sucker for games where it's like a life you know life simulation or school simulation stuff. It's just I, I always find it really just charming and fun, and um, so yeah, I think it's it's cool that they're doing it, and um, it's coming out pretty soon. So um, yeah, not too long to wait for that. Um, other DLC that was shown off during the direct, we finally got a look at Wave Five for Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Um, they didn't show off too many tracks, but we did get one new course. They're calling it Squeaky Clean Sprint which seems to take place in a very large bathroom that is very colorful and very cluttered. <laughs> that was definitely a really colorful track. Whenever we were covering the live blog, I saw that and I was just like, is that is that a Mario Kart tour track or is it just brand new from the ground up? I didn't remember. Right. Yeah, it looks great. Um, and remember, we're getting seven more on top of this. So if this is their big new kind of fresh track, because it seems kind of like what they've been doing with their... DLC is each wave seems to bring in at least one kind of big new track um, and then a bunch of classics. Um, so yeah, that looks really like cool. Upscaled classics, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Readapted um, for for eight. Yeah, it's kind of funny when I'm, I'm, I'm scrubbing through the trailer right now and I'm looking at some of the details in the background on the course and uh, there's a there's a brand of uh, bleach in it that has the um, the squids from the Mario game on them. Uh, which I just think is funny. It's kind of like the opposite of what you would expect. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, we're also getting three new characters in this round of DLC, which is crazy. I mean, they still had five open slots, and there's only two waves of DLC left, so it made sense that they were going to drop quite a few at, at least some a point, few. Yeah. yeah. Kamek. Kamek. I was like, oh, okay, that's that's a different one. And I know the PD Piranha, what was the other one? PD Piranha, Kamek. Oh, uh, let's Wiggler. see. Wiggler. Yeah, Wiggler. Wiggler so How could I some, forget Wiggler? Oh, I feel bad. Yeah, some of them have, have been missing from games for a while. So, um, yeah, really cool. This It is definitely, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt at this point that, at least in terms of content, this is the definitive Mario Kart. I mean, with all these oh, courses absolutely. and characters. Yeah, there, yeah there's so much to do. There's so shocking. many cups to run, so many characters, so many customizations for your cart. Like, you're, you're going to be fine forever. Yeah. Just, just, just get yeah. the game at this point. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, yeah, very cool. Um, we still don't have a release date for it, which I was kind of hoping we would get, but um, sometime this summer is what they're saying. So, within the next couple months, for sure. Um, hopefully sooner than that, though, because I love this DLC, and I Watch all of it right now. <laughs> I'm very impatient <laughs> with my Mario Kart DLC. When they said it was gonna, t when they announced, we're like, we're adding 48 new courses. I was like, oh, sick. And then they said, it's gonna take two years for us to do it. I was like, oh no. <laughs> but uh, yeah. But it keeps you coming back though. It like does. every time it there's really a wave, does. I definitely play the game again. <laughs> yeah, I've. You guys have got to understand. I've, I've probably put in, Oh gosh, probably almost 200 hours in the Mario Kart 8 at this point. So I'm just I I love See, this that game. Was, that was me on Wii U. On Wii U before I like officially stopped using my Wii U. Um, the Wii U would like track every single game that you played. There was a little like uh, I can't remember what the application was called. They had one on 3DS too, but it looked like a, the icon was like a little notebook. 
and it tracked everything that you did the last time you played, how many hours yeah. you played it. And um, yeah, I mean, and when I first got my Wii U, um, it was shortly after I started like streaming for the first time too. And I streamed exclusively Mario Kart for the better part of <laughs> a year and a half or two. So yeah, it was, um, yeah, I think by the, by the end of it, it was close to about 400 hours of Mario Kart 8 mm. um, on Wii U anyways. On, on the Switch, I haven't put as many hours um, as that. I think maybe a little under 100, but yeah, on the Wii U was it was a stupid amount, stupid amount of hours of Mario Kart. 8. I <laughs> love that game. Was, Mario, Kart 8, Mario Kart 8 is just it's it's a brilliant game. I think it's the best kart racer ever made, um, you know. And uh, it's it's incredible that it's still getting as much content as it's getting, and it just makes me wonder, you know, with how packed Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is now because of the booster pass, like. Oh my god, like what's Mario Kart 9 gonna be like? You know, I mean they they're gonna have to deliver in That's some a good way point. or it's gonna it's... be a big disappointment by comparison. And I'm, but maybe they'll be... do the same thing. Maybe they'll slow drip like DLC content like they've been doing for this one and I'll we'll all be it. happy and it'll be fine. I, I think it's gonna be something completely different. I don't I don't think I think Nintendo's gonna make another kart racer, but I think it. I don't. It may not be another Mario Kart. It may be something different. That's my theory. Yeah. Well, that's the thing yeah. too. Is it, it makes you wonder, right? Because it's so successful, kind of like Smash Brothers. But you know, I mean, Smash Brothers Ultimate is supposed to be supposed to be the last Smash Brothers, and it's just like, but is it going to be really? It's too successful. Yeah. You can't let yeah. that be the last one. Same thing with Mario Kart. Like, there's no way Mario Kart Eight is going to be the last Mario Kart. So whatever As comes next. Sakurai is you know hiding gonna... in your house right now. And yeah. he goes, watch it be the last one. Yeah. Watch it. I will uh, not gonna... do this again. We're going to come back and clip this like five years from now and be like, hey, remember when Dennis said this and jinxed us all? Um, yeah. Oh, but... no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I, I was very happy to see um, other DLC that was shown off. Um, I don't know if either of you guys have played Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope yet, but... Um, no. Yeah, I loved that game, and I'm really glad they're making DLC for it. Um, we've got to look at their first really big expansion. Um, there was some DLC released earlier in the year. It was kind of like a roguelike mode of, sh of sorts. Um, didn't hold my interest a super long time, unfortunately. Um, but this DLC, it is their first kind of big expansion. They're adding a whole new planet to the game, a new uh, party member for your team, um, lots of new battles and some new enemies as well. Um, it's called The Last Spark Hunter, and it is seem, seems pretty substantial. Um, I, I wasn't... You shouldn't, like, I, I would say, this DLC, like, don't play this game for the story, really. Like, it's there, but, like, I, I'm excited, honestly, for me, the real highlight of this game was getting to explore these pretty open planets um, that have, you know, Mario theming and some other just really creative elements to them. And um, so I'm excited to have a whole new planet to explore, mostly. I did not pick up Sparks of Hope. I do have the first one in all of its related DLC, which I liked. I liked the combat. Uh, the combat system is what sold Mario plus Rabbids for me as a, as a person who likes turn-based things. And then you got like, basically XCOM style combat. I think eventually I will end up with Sparks of Hope, but I've got so many large, uh, huge world RPGs to plow through. Yeah. No, I hear you. And I think, you know, Ubisoft, they've even come out and said that they felt this game kind of underperformed for them, which is a real shame because I think especially if you liked the first one, this game really just does refine it in so many ways. Um, 
Like, I really can't think of a strategy game I've played where I feel like I have so much control and so many options and everything just feels so dynamic and fluid when you're in battles. It's really remarkable, I think, what they've managed to do with this game. So I hope more people play it. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that it's at least, you know, they're, they've, it's done well enough that they're able to put out these, this DLC. So, um, so yeah, that is coming out. Oh, that was also shadow dropped. Actually, it's sitting on my switch. I haven't had time to play it yet, but um, <laughs> that's, that's how crazy things have been for all of us. It's like you downloaded yeah. it and you didn't even realize you downloaded it. <laughs> well, so. there's just so many things. They're like, Hey, here's Pikmin. Right. Hey, yeah. here's this like, hey, c- c- happy birthday. Freaking rabbits. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a real problem. Lately, I've spent more time writing about video games than I have playing them. So I need to, right. I yeah, need that's to usually how it goes. reverse yeah. <laughs> that soon. That's how it goes for us. Um, now, may, maybe you don't like digital DLC. Maybe you'd rather have some physical DLC. Well, now you can get new Amiibo uh, for Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I, I do I like Amiibo, DLC, I'm not going to lie. But, I, yeah. It's, it kind of counts. It, you can unlock kinda. costumes and all sorts of stuff in some games. It counts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're getting a new Zelda and a new Ganondorf amiibo. And they both look very detailed and very nice. Um, I was very happy to see those. I really was. As a person who has... I have a bag. A bag of amiibo. Because I scan them so often for Zelda right now that I, I just mm. got to keep them all. I, I, they were on a shelf... Okay, I will, I will not lie, they were displayed neatly, um, but I'm not going to get up, uh, you know, I'm eight months pregnant, I'm not going to get up every day and reorganize my amiibo, they're in a right, crown royal bag, <laughs> they're in a crown royal bag right next to my bed, and I use them every day. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh, no, man, I just, I really, like, I, I wish, I wish amiibo were big now, because here's the thing, like, I... Right now, I live in a little one-bedroom apartment, and I just, I don't really have the space to display them, and I can't justify, Eli, like, more power to you, but I just, I can't justify having just a bag of stuff next to my, <laughs> next to my Look bed. here. You know? Look here. I, ease of I'm access. I am fat and lazy right now. <laughs> hey, no, no. Don't, there's no shame. But I just, for me personally, I'm like, man, like, I, I wish I had more space, because I would totally have just shells of these things lined up, but. Maybe someday when they're all prohibitively expensive, I'll find them. Oh, when I stop using them all the time, they're going back to being displayed like like a proper person should, but not ease of access. Love it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and one one more minor thing to hit on before we get to the third-party stuff. Uh, There was a new Splatfest revealed. The theme this time is, which flavor of ice cream is the best? Um... But I wouldn't blame you for just ignoring it altogether because they don't even have chocolate on there. Like, come on. Right, that I was going to say, like, who does vanilla, strawberry and mint chip and leaves out chocolate, which yeah. is literally objectively the best flavor. I, I, I think I'm going to strike on this one. I, I, I at least it's a more, it's a more iconic flavor, right? Like that, that's the trio, vanilla, chocolate and strawberry. Yeah. yeah like, but, OK, mint, so like mint, mint chip, chip doesn't trio. suck. Mint chip doesn't suck as a flavor. No. It's just like, Why? Why mint chip? Like, if you're going to do an arbitrary flavor, do something off the wall like Blue Moon. If you've never had Blue Moon ice cream, you need to go and try that just, you yeah. know, to, to plug that. But, like, why mint chip? 
Look, my guess is they have some intern whose job is to come up with the concepts for the Splatfest, and just that particular intern, like, that's their favorite ice cream, so they just threw it in just there. Just arbitrarily chosen for... Uh, dude, uh, there's gotta be a reason for it. We, we gotta get, like, uh, Jason Trier on this, like, to get... We pulled this one out of a hat. Of, yeah. Deep Why mint chip? Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, that um, is so the question. That's all the first, all the first party news from the direct, um, and third parties. I would say maybe not as much notable stuff, depending on what your interests are, but definitely some some big announcements. Um, and Ellie, I know you are very excited for this one in particular. Um, Star Ocean, the second story R, coming to Nintendo Switch. Oof, I, you know I did not. Part expect this i did not expect this at all and the the art style being the that hd 2d approach uh whew, give me more yeah. now i will i will complain lightly because there has been absolutely no movement uh since square announced dragon quest 3 hd 2d remake so mm, i'm i'm very true. scared that they're just gonna be like oh we're gonna talk about this and then it's gonna disappear like that one did uh, but i think they did give us like a release date for that one didn't they November second. Yep. Yeah. So this this better happen, or I will. So it's cry. a little more. Yeah, it's a little more. You know, set in stone. I mean, everything gets delayed all the time. I mean, tr yeah. The thing is, is like I I don't get excited about dates anymore either, right? Because it's just like November second. Okay, we'll see if you say so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you right, say so. right. You know, sure. Yeah. It, it gives me a little bit more. Um, like I I want to say that it it makes me feel like it it will at least happen. Right. So. Uh huh. Yeah. When it's that close, it gives me hope. Um, yeah, you, you said HD2D, Ellie, and I guess this, it probably is running in the same engine, but man, this is, like, visually just completely different, like, Oh, yes, ballpark. it's so different. Like, yeah. that, that's so different. 3D, you got 3D backgrounds, you've got 2D sprite characters, like, the mixture is absolutely beautiful, I will say. Yeah, yeah. So, and this, so I'm not this, gonna complain. So the Star Ocean games, maybe you can educate me a little bit. Are they all connected, or is it the kind of franchise where you can kind of jump in with any of them? You can literally jump in with any of these. It's kind of like how Octopath Traveler 1 and 2 are like the same franchise, but each of the games is vastly different. Like, the world is connected loosely, mm. um, but it, it does not matter. It does not matter. And the okay. third one was absolutely like a, a completely different overhaul. So if you want to go play Star Ocean 3... Uh, that's completely on its own. Okay, because I'm one of the, you longtime listeners will know this, but I'm one of those players that will like, if there's even even light story connections between games in the series, I really like to play them in the order they came out, just because I I want to get the fullest experience, you know. But then when I see an RPG like this, and I'm like, well, you know, it's only the second one in the franchise. Maybe I could play the first one before, but also this just looks so stunning. Like I kind of just want to play this. It's, that's it's the thing. Really, is, like, you'd be fine to do so. Yeah, you would be 100% fine to do so. Yeah, it would do yourself a disservice thinking that way too, playing the first one, because all you'd be thinking about is, is I can't wait to get through this so I can jump to the one I actually want to play, <laughs> you know? Yeah, the no, second one actually know. is so much better than one. So much better. It's probably, really? honestly, the... I would say that Star Ocean Second Story is the better of, like, the first four or five games in the mm. whole entire series. So, okay. well, you if might you've have just never played me. a Star Ocean game, if you've never ever played one before, Star Ocean Second Story R is gonna be like the jump-in point for brand new fans. It just, just play it, please play it. Like, let this do well so that we can get better stuff because this is this is the pinnacle of Star Ocean. 
Wow. Okay, you've you've sold me on it. I I might be this one might be jumping up my priority list a little bit. Um, yeah, looks really good. Um, another big juicy RPG to stick your teeth into. Um, and an, another one, if you're really looking to spend a lot of time on just some amazing classic games, we are, to my incredible delight, uh, we are getting the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1, which is including basically, like, uh, every notable Metal Gear game that came out up to Metal Gear Solid 3. Um, we're getting one, two, and we're also getting, obviously we're getting three, but we're also getting the original Metal Gear, Metal Gear games, and we're getting uh, all types of other content in there. There's like art, there's... Um, yeah, an art book, content. the comic stuff, like there's comic stuff too, right? And and the NES games, like the old school original. Yeah. Oh my goodness, it's quite a collection. It makes me wonder, like, how are they going to follow that up? Because if it's volume one, you know that we're getting at least a volume two. Right. Well, this is so the rumor great. is, yeah. So there, there's, um, it hasn't been confirmed yet. I, obviously, it does stand to reason that there would have to be a volume two. You would hope it would include Metal Gear Solid Four, since that hasn't been released on anything since the PS3. Oh, it's in prison um, on the PlayStation yeah. Three, unfortunately. Yeah. I really, really hope yeah. so. Replaying but, it, uh, we recently replayed three, and it was so dark on modern TVs, like it's almost unplayable. Like the darkness is so hard to play through yeah so i really hope that that one does uh get put somewhere modern because it deserves it it's such a good game yeah i am um, my experience with metal gear started with metal gear solid 3. i actually played it for the first time on the 3ds of all places oh, wow. um when oh that my came goodness out. i know <laughs> that's but you awesome know you know what like as like as i mean i was younger when that came out and i I loved it. Like, I thought it was incredible. I mean, obviously looking at it now, probably not the ideal way to play the game. Really choppy frame rate, you know, it, it, unideal You controls. were young though, and it didn't matter, and you had a good time. And exactly. that's what matters. Exactly. You, did you have fun? Did you have I fun? I did, I did. Well, then, then you win, then you win. Yeah, but here's the thing. It's really, I mean, other than, the only other game I've played in the series since then has been Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, so <laughs> oh complete God. total whiplash. No, <laughs> um, oh, goodness. Yeah. So now I have a great way to go back and play some of the originals on my Switch. It's wonderful. Um, I'm really looking forward to that, to that for you in specific since you haven't been able to play them. Like any time yeah. that stuff like this happens and people have not had the ability to go and get these games, I'm just like, oh yes, this is a good time to be a gamer. It's such a good time to be a Switch owner. Yeah, it's awesome. I, really, I think looking back, when, 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 whenever the next, you know, Nintendo console comes out, we're going to look back and we're going to be like, wow, like, really, the Switch, like, for all its flaws, it did get a lot of just really incredible games. Um, hey, yeah, I might I mean, have three Joy-Con I need to send in to Nintendo for repair right now, but I'm still not going to complain. Yeah, other than that, um, yeah. <laughs> Worth noting, if you get the physical version, apparently um, very little of it is actually on the cart. Um, it sounds like most of it is going to be a download. So just I did see that it's all code. It's all download code. Surprise, surprise. Like, you yeah. Gotta... yeah, which is, yeah, it's not really a surprise, but it is a shame because there are definitely folks out there who love the idea of having all those games on one, one tiny little bitter tasting cartridge. So unfortunately. Did you, did you taste the cartridge? Did you taste it? I have not, I'm not that brave. Oh, um, I definitely but, tasted the cartridge. So yes, it is actually awful. Can confirm. 
Good to know. Good to know. Do you think the flavors changed over the years? Do you think it's still better? You know. I might taste the next one. I think I did pre-order Story of Seasons, uh, A Wonderful okay. Life. I'll taste that one for you and let you know. Thank you. I expect the full report on my desk. So. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and another just crazy um, trilogy coming over is the Batman Arkham trilogy, um, which is a little strange. I, it feels like it would have been really nice like three, four years ago. But I was going to say, um, like, it's cool that it's happening, but this is long overdue. You know what I mean? This is something that should, like you said, should have happened. Long, long ago. Yeah. Um, I think it's too little too late now. I mean, granted, those games still hold up, and they're great, great games. Arkham City is still, personally, I think, one of my favorite games. Ever. Like, never mind just Batman games, but I think one of my favorite games, period. Arkham City, it's just a fantastic game. But, um, but yeah, this trilogy should have came out on Switch, like, forever ago. Yeah. It's really funny to I talk about. I was very because, unfeeling like, about it. Like, you know, like, we were just talking about the Metal Gear collection. We're like, oh, cool, this is so awesome that this is coming. And we're, we're like, oh, the timing is great. It's perfect. And here, this like this Batman trilogy, and we're all just like, and it's just I mean, like, cool, uh, but like, indifference like, like, all across the board. Yeah, it's like there's like the, this like threshold of time where like something is old enough that it's considered, I guess, like a classic. Where we're like, oh yeah, like this is like long gone, long missing, long awaited return. But I guess these Batman games, I mean, they've been re-released several times, and so maybe that's just why it doesn't feel as, as special. I don't know. Maybe possibly. Maybe that's what it is. But, I, I won't mean, lie. Like, I'm happy it exists. Like, yes. I'm happy. I know that there are people who are going to like it and who are going to buy it and will enjoy it. But uh, I I don't know anyone personally who is going to be on that list of people. Right. Because, you know, I guess you could say with, like, Metal Gear, like, you know, these re-releases are probably going to be the best way to play them. Whereas the Arkham Trilogy, you're going to be making some compromises on the Switch, especially with Arkham Knight. So, I mean, they also yeah. might already Arkham be in Knight. my Steam library, so... Oh, they're right. definitely all in my Steam library. But yeah, I, Arkham Knight especially still doesn't run well all these years later. It's funny you bring it up because I think this maybe happened about six, servants, six or seven months ago. I was, and I was just in this crazy... Uh, well, I'm always in a Batman mood, but I was in a particularly big Batman mood, and I downloaded, re-downloaded Arkham Knight on the Xbox Series X, and I thought by now they would have done some, you know, next-gen upgrade for those classic games, but nope. Nope, that, that game still runs like absolute trash. And mm. uh, so after about a couple hours, I had to I had to just put it down, man. I, I, I couldn't, really? I couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, it still does See, not, I, it doesn't, <sighs> yeah, it was just, it was problematic. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Huh, that's interesting. I, I, when I played, I played uh, Arkham Knight back on the Xbox One, and I don't remember having any major issues with it. But I don't know. Maybe it's a mileage may vary kind of thing. Um, uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I think it was also just a case by case basis where you know a lot of people, you know, there, there were a lot of issues that were consistent, and then there were a lot of more, you know, um, anomalies that were that were a little more case by case. But Arkham Knight. I would have thought, I mean, even without a next-gen upgrade, you know, the Series X does a very, and the same thing with Series S, does a very good job at naturally um, uh, automatically optimizing games in general. So I thought that uh, it would have done it for this, but it was just completely just unfazed. So it was just the same experience that I had, you know, so many so many years ago with Arkham Knight. And yeah, the resolution was still low. I looked it up. I think it only runs at like 1200 by 800. It's, it's piss mm. poor, man. Like Arkham Knight. It's mm -hmm. not, 
a well-optimized game, unfortunately. You know, the game itself, if you can get through it, it's a fine game. It's a fine, because I've, I've seen it, you know, beginning to end, but it's, it's, yeah, it just, but it, technically speaking, it is not the most, it's not something to brag, to, to brag about, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. Um, so yeah, that one is also coming fairly soon. Um, same deal, only the first game is on the cartridge, and the other ones are downloadable, so be warned if you're picking up a physical version about that. Um, all right, another RPG I want to hit on. Um, this one I know has a lot of Dragon Quest fans very excited because it's been a while. Uh, we're getting a new Dragon Quest Monsters game called Dragon Quest Monsters: The Dark Prince. And um, I am Ellie? so excited! I am so so excited. It's the 25th anniversary for the Dragon Quest Monsters series. I don't know if y'all knew that. That's a thing. Um, I was so excited when I saw this, when everything opened up, everything being, you know, just having a new Dragon Quest Monsters game. I don't know how long it's been. I think Joker, like one of the Joker games. Well, Japan did get remakes for like uh, Terry's Wonderland and like Dragon Quest Monsters 2, uh, Terra and Kobe's Journey. We didn't get those ports, sadly. Right, um, right. I, I imported them because I'm a, a, like I said, I'm a JRPG goblin and I have a problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But I, I also have a, D, a 3DS that can play Japanese games, so I was able to, to experience those, which they were fantastic, and I'm really sad we didn't get them. But uh, it's been so long since we've had an actual Dragon Quest Monsters game, uh, and pretty much every Dragon Quest spinoff, including like the two Builders titles, those are also fantastic. Mm. Uh, it just they, they have the same charm as a regular mainline title. So there's there's no point in not looking forward to these. They're going to be great. They always are. And this one, of course, uh, it had one of our older uh, mainline series protagonists kind of just pop up towards the end there. And I was very surprised about that. So I want to know what that's all about. I want to know, you know, like what this Dark Prince character is all about. And I want to train dudes to beat up other dudes and take their lunch money. Let's go. Okay, so if, if I can ask, as someone who's not very familiar with the Dragon Quest Monsters series, how do these differ from the mainline games in terms of gameplay? Uh, so you're usually on the quest to become a monster master, which is like you're going through, you're battling, you're uh, working your way up, sort of. It's, it's very Pokemon-esque. Mm, okay. uh, I don't know which came first. I know that like Persona, of course, is its own little monster taming thing. Dragon Quest Monsters has always been a thing. We've got Pokemon. It's it's very uh, monster tamey, like Digimon. You know, you're collecting dudes. Gotcha. Uh, okay. With Dragon Quest monsters, you can actually fuse your monsters together to make more powerful monsters. So it's it's almost like breeding on steroids. There you go. So it's basically Shin Megami Tensei, is what you're saying. <laughs> very very much so, but like you know, put Dragon Quest paint on it, and yeah, of course yeah, yeah. the most endearing monster types. I don't know if you do. You have a favorite Dragon Quest monster? Um, not really, no. I think. I'm oh, <laughs> shame on you. Shame on you. I know. I, I played a little bit of Dragon Quest Eleven, but the music, I just, it was so grating. I just, yeah, I, I was I going know. insane oh, after Lord. about 10 hours. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, All right, well, I, I, I grew up on I this. Turn, when I turn off the music, I'm like, oh, well, now I, I feel like this, I'm yeah, like, missing oh, something. Yeah, so I just, a, <laughs> my very honest, first like, RPG that, that I ever played <laughs> was, uh, was a Dragon Quest game. My grandmother, uh, rest her soul was an avid gamer. Uh, she handed me my very first Nintendo and then subsequently Aww. a SNES. My grandmother got me a Nintendo at a garage sale and she handed me a copy of Dragon Quest. And uh, well, that's that's 
all she wrote because I mean like this is what I do now I, wow. I play JRPGs and I eat chips <laughs> so. you're living the dream Ellie you really are <laughs> oh that's really cool I mean, I'm so I'm so glad you are excited for this game and um yeah, you it's my long... childhood. Like this is yeah. my childhood. Literally, like oh goodness, I played so much Dragon Quest Monsters uh, Two. Terra's story was my favorite one, and uh, you know you would, you'd give these dudes like uh, snacks to hopefully gain their friendship, and then sometimes they'd pop back up after you beat the crap out of them and be like, hey, you want to be friends? I'm like, yeah, man, get in my pocket, let's go. <laughs> yeah, and that, yeah. that's that's Dragon Quest Monsters. That's that's what it's about. Awesome. Um, yeah, that one's coming out December 1st, so really soon. Um, okay, and one more kind of big third-party thing I want to make sure we hit on, uh, because this one it comes from the Sonic Mania developers. It is their big 3D platformer, they're calling it Penny's Big Breakaway. And um, yeah, the fact that this is coming from the Sonic Mania team, I think alone is going to get on a lot of people's radar, but as a platformer, it looks like it's got some cool ideas. Um, Penny it looks this. so retro. It looks oh like something from like N64 or Dreamcast days. Yeah. I need it in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she wields a yo-yo of all things. A gigantic one. And you get power-ups. Your yo-yo evolves. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it looks really cool. I, um, it, you know, we were just talking about uh, when Tom was on the podcast last week, we were talking about 3D platformers and how we, we're seeing a lot more of them from smaller teams now, but they can be kind of hard to really nail that kind of, you know, what what makes a good 3D platformer, you know, in, in, in our hearts, but also just like mechanically. It can be a tricky combo, but I think if anyone has the capability to pull it off, it's probably going to be the Sonic Mania team. I'm really excited to see how this one plays. I really am too. I hope that this shapes up into something that, um, you know, like, I've got a kid on the way and if my Switch library, you know, like falls into her hands in four or five years, maybe this will be something that, you know, she remembers. But this is honestly, like I, the nostalgia in my heart was lit on fire as soon as I saw this. I'm like, oh, this looks like yeah. a thing I would have loved as a little kid playing platformers, you know, like Banjo-Kazooie, uh, you know, old school Mario 64, things like that. Glover, like, oh, so many good things. Ooh, deep cut right there. Yeah. That's a deep one, yeah. That, that, see, that, that's, yeah. A, that's another one that was a, a frequent pickup at Blockbuster <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> oh, you were, a, you were a Glover guy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't, even know, I don't even know how to follow that up. I wasn't expecting Glover to come up on this podcast. That's, <laughs> Look, okay, uh, it was so good. I'm not even going to lie. Like, it was so good. Drop. That's amazing. Yeah, I would not be. I would not complain. I would not complain. Well, put that on. Put that on an N sixty four online Nintendo. Please do that for me. All right, love you. <laughs> well, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, didn't Glover get a a um, port to Switch recently? I think it did. I think you can go and did get it? it right now. Yeah. I know it got some sort of announcement um, that it was getting like a remastered, remade, or something. I don't know. And Devolver hmm. was doing um, it. I think the I'll last thing I see so let me is. Okay. The title so, was originally released, limited so it, run re-release. Yeah. So it's been announced for Switch, but I don't think it's landed on the eShop yet. But I know you can go okay. buy it on on Steam right now. Yeah, so Steam you can that. get it, but it's so. not it's not on Switch yet. Yeah, interesting. Well, we heard about it a little bit last year, and then it kind of fell <sighs> off. Direct ruined, horrible showing, zero out of ten, no Glover, cancel it. Yeah, all right, yeah. whole entire Switch eShop yeah. is just, it's dead to me until we get Glover. Yeah. 
All right, so we're running a little long on time, but I do want to kind of address the rest of the games that were shown off. The rest I don't feel like are as no notable, so I kind of save them to the end. They might be notable to you, but at least in, in terms of me and like what I'm knowledgeable about and like can talk a lot about, I just didn't have as much to say. So here's here's what we're gonna do for this this last section. I'm just we're, we're winging it a little bit, but. So if you read the Nintendo Everything site, you may be familiar with our three-tier review system. Thumbs down, sideways hand, or thumbs up. So I'm gonna read through this list of games that we haven't talked about yet that were shown in, in the Direct. And that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do thumbs up, thumbs down, or sideways hand for our whether we're looking forward to it or not. Okay, sounds good. All right, so the first one we have is Papalia, which is a Free-to-play, looks like an MMO, um, some farming sim elements, some adventuring, you can build and customize your own house. Dennis, where are you landing? That's that's a thumbs up for me. I'm already in the Discord server, man. <laughs> I'm, really? I'm, I'm, okay. Yeah, I'm just chilling, yeah. I'm just chilling there, just waiting for new updates and stuff. Yeah, no, it looks great. Very cool. I think I'm a little more sideways hands for this one, only because of the MMO elements of it, and those can be hit or miss with how they run on Switch, so. Um, that gives me pause, but I, I do like what it's going for. Ellie, what about you? I, I think I'm also a thumbs up. Uh, sim simulators, farming sims, things like that are, are also part of my uh, niche, niche level interests. So like, give me Story of Seasons, Stardew Valley. This is kind of like that. I'm in. All right. Love it. Um, okay, this next one is a new uh, party game, Couch Co-op. It is called Manic Mechanics, which... I'm almost tempted to give a thumbs up just for the name, because I, I love it when things rhyme. I'm easy to please in that way. Um, but yeah, it is it is basically what it sounds like on the tin. It is a party game where you are repairing vehicles with your friends and doing different assembly-related tasks. Um, looks like there's a good amount of variety in the stages. Um, I'm, I'm going to give this one... I, I think I'm going to give it another... Okay, I think I'm gonna give it a thumbs up, only because I've been looking for a good couch co-op game to play with my wife lately, and there's not enough of them, and this one looks pretty fun. Ellie, what about you? Yeah, you know, I, I think I'm gonna go for the sideways hand, because uh, when things are fast and frantic, I get stressed. <laughs> so, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a gamer that has anxiety, and I like for things to be slow. This is why I like turn-based games. <laughs> hey, you know what? I totally, I, that makes perfect sense to me. Um, Dennis, what about you? Uh, for me, it also have to be sideways, just because um, I, I think uh, conceptually, I think it's a great idea, and it does look like a lot of fun. Um, however, I, it's not something that you know I, I'll go out of my way to to play, you know. But if it falls on my hands, yeah, I'm sure I'll enjoy it and get some fun out of it. Um, but yeah, it's like I can, I won't lose any sleep if I don't, you know, get around to playing it either. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, all right, next one on the list, Myth Force. This was a brand new game that was announced. It is a first-person melee combat-focused roguelike. Um, and I'd say the big selling point for this one is, uh, well, A, it has full online co-op, um, but B, it has a really kind of distinct car cartoon art style that very much looks like, I want to compare it to like He-Man he or just those other types of old Saturday morning cartoons. Too. Yeah, I kind of like that. Um, so yeah, this one, you know, for me, I I, uh, I love the art style, but I, I'm really not a fan of roguelikes most of the time. They just get kind of repetitive for me. So I'm going to give this one a sideways hands 
sideways hand. Points for creativity, but not much else is gelling with it for me. Um, Dennis, what about you? So stylistically, um, the art direction I think is fantastic. Uh, I think they more or less, you know, hit the nail on the head of uh, the art direction that they were going for, for something like this. But um, this is the case with any game that does this, is that I lose interest and I move, I just continue on the moment I hear the word roguelike. So that said, it's a thumbs down for me. It has, that will not be, be played by me under any circumstances. <laughs> so I'm good. I'm <laughs> All right. On. Yeah. No, That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> not, not everything can be a winner, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. Ellie? Uh, I actually, I, I think I might go a thumbs up on this because uh, as a person who grew up watching like early, early 90s, late 80s cartoons, like, you know, I loved me some Ninja Turtles, some He-Man, sure, um, sure. Biker Mice from Mars, like all that. This art style looks good. Uh, the combat being multiplayer co-op, like this is something to pick up with my friends and force them to play with me. Um, and I, I'm going to be bad at it. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I'm going to be super <laughs> terrible, and I will be the handicap, and I will be the one put on teams with people who are all really, really good, and they will have to carry me. Um, but I'm still going to play it. So thumbs up. <laughs> hey, if you're having a good time, that is what matters. Hand, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, I will um, be bad. That's okay. Hey, at least you own it, you know? You don't have to be good at video games to enjoy them. You don't even have to be uh, good at eventually, them to write, write for the site. <laughs> Eventually, I'll work my way up to average, as I always do, and uh, it'll be okay. All right, all right. Um, okay, the next one is Gloomhaven, which you may have heard of, because uh, this is an actual board game that has gotten a digital adaptation that I think has been out for a while. But this is the, the Switch version of that board game. Um, it is turn-based tactical combat with some card elements. Um, you also are getting a lot of, I guess, single-player content in this. I think if I remember correctly, they said there's some 90-something single-player missions. Um, you know, there's quests and NPCs, and it, it looks like an RPG, but just with board game-style presentation. It's kind of the vibe I'm getting from it. Um, it's a little bit out of my genre that I would say I'd normally gravitate towards, uh, but... I, I do like a good board game now and then, and I like RPG elements in my game, so I'm going to give this one a sideways hand. Um, Ellie, what about you? Where are you landing on Gloomhaven? Uh, so, usually I'm not really a huge fan of like board game adaptations to video games, uh, mostly just because I usually just prefer the actual board game. Like, I did pick up Talisman on Switch, and it was kind of middling, so mm, I'm sideways mm -hmm. hand on this, too. I would rather just go ahead and play Gloomhaven as it is, rather than uh, a digital version by myself, you know. Yeah, that's fair. Plus, when you think about the Switch's lack of really convenient voice chat, and it kind of makes that element Yeah, like, I, I always have to pull people into, like, a Discord channel or something, and that's annoying, so no right, thank you. Right, um, Dennis? Yeah, it's going to be a thumbs down for me. You know, I'm just usually not interested in games like these in general. I've played good ones, don't get me wrong, but um, generally mm -hmm. speaking, it, it you know, if you're going to be in this particular genre, it, you have to have something that draws me in. And Gloomhaven, to me, you know, if you could put it side by side with some other dark fantasy game, and I would not know the difference. I'd be like, are these... Are these the same screenshots? Like, what? What is this? Um, it, it, there's. I'm. I'm very particular with how, uh, you know, with art directions and, um, 
how games like these uh, present themselves because I do feel like there's too many that are similar. And, um, you know, Gloomhaven sort of falls in that department. So because of that, it just I just find it as another thing to just sort of sweep under the rug, <laughs> really. So Yeah, yeah, understandable, understandable. Um, okay, this next one I know is a pretty big deal for a lot of people. Uh, this is a port of Vampire Survivors, which was one of the big breakout indie games from last year. Um, for those who aren't familiar, it is a very over-the-top, they call it, it's kind of like a bullet hell style is kind of how they advertise it, um, but it, it's a top-down combat-focused game that is designed to be played in short bursts. It's a roguelite um, where basically you just have bajillions of vampires thrown at you and you just have to slay them as quickly as you can, and it is very old-school old style in its presentation. Um, pretty simple game, I would say. Um, the big addition to this version is Couch Co-op, which is brand new. Um, I'm For me, this is going to be my, my big thumbs down, mostly because, A, Dennis, as we've mentioned, I'm not really a big mm -hmm. roguelike fan myself, but also yeah. I just I, I I'm just can't really get behind this art style. It's, if I'm going to play a roguelike, it's really got to just wow me, and this is just not doing it for me. Right. And I know that's yeah. kind of the point for some people, but just for me, yeah, could leave it. Dennis, where, where are you at? I think I already know, but... Um, yeah, I, I, I don't... It's a thumbs down. I, I just don't care. I mean, it's it's been out long enough, and it's on Game Pass, and it's, you know, I just so... I, I haven't personally played it, because I just don't... I'm not into games like these, just, you know, as we've talked about. And um, it, it's not really so much an art thing for me, because I'm, I'm all about retro aesthetics and stuff like that, but um, I, I just... I'm not just not compelled, you know. I'm not compelled mm -hmm. to, to play something like this, and uh, even though I've heard, you know, a bunch of great things for it, but, you know, if I want to play it, again, it, it's it's on Game Pass, you know, readily accessible, you know, I, but, right. yeah, if as of now, talking about it being on Switch, it's a thumbs down. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah. If you're not going to play something while it's on Game Pass, you're probably not interested in it. It's right. a good, exactly. good general yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Ellie? I I literally don't care. Thumbs down. Uh, don't care about the art style. Don't care about the gameplay experience. <laughs> I have a couple of friends who have put 200 plus hours into oh, this on Steam. Oh my god. I, and oh. I don't understand how. Like, I love both of them. They're great friends. Great people. Like, I, I, great I just, great I worry about them because of that. It's like, how do you put 200 hours into yeah. something like that? But That's then a whole again, like, I, game. <laughs> it's, right, yeah, go play Xenoblade. Please, please. Like, oh, goodness. Uh, I, but it's, like, uh, so repetitive, and I just, I, I don't know. Maybe it's cathartic to some people. Maybe that's, like, a good way to unwind or, like, de-stress, but yeah. uh, it's a, it's I, would a rather, genre. I would rather catch monsters or beat up people with gigantic swords, I guess. Totally. <laughs> In a totally. 3D world. Here you for sure. Um, all right, a couple more, then, then we're done with this segment. Um, another action RPG shown off called Silent Hope. Um, having a bit of a tough time wrapping my head around this one. It is an isometric action RPG. Um, basically, uh, <laughs> you have a base camp, and then you ascend into the depths, just like in Tears of the Kingdom, everyone. And um, <laughs> you... Uh, <laughs> no, not really at all like it, but... Um, yeah, looks pretty simple to me. You are battling a bunch of enemies, collecting materials, and you go back to your base camp to do some crafting and strengthen up. So, um, yeah, also some roguelike elements. They're saying each journey into the abyss will be a fresh experience. So uh, you have seven different playable characters you can pick from with different combat abilities. 
Uh, for me, I, I don't want to give it a thumbs down because it doesn't look bad, but it, it's not really piquing my interest in any notable way. I can, I can think of about 50 other RPGs I'd rather play before this one, so I'm going to give it a sideways hand, personally. Um, Ellie? I want to be a person who can say and and like optimistically give this a thumbs up, but uh, I, the last game I looked forward to like this was Trinity Trigger, and it was just Oof, a thing I yeah. experienced. Uh, Bur- it was definitely a thing bit. that I that I I played that game. That's about all I can tell you about it. Um, mm-hmm. I I want to love it. I really do. Like, there's so much there that looks good, but the combat is what makes or breaks these types of games. And uh, from what I've seen so far, I'm, I'm going to have to go with that sideways hand. I hope it's good. I want to love it. Like, please, please be lovable. Please be lovable. Silent Hope. I want to love you. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely looks like it has potential. But yeah, I, I think I would need, I'm with you. I need to see more of it. Um, Dennis, where are you at? Yeah, you know what? Since I looked at it on the direct, I mean, it would have been a big thumbs up for me because I was like, oh, I, I like everything about this. And usually anything Marvelous slash Exceed puts out, I mean, I'm, I'm a big, big fan of. Uh, but, you know, as we've started talking about it more and as I rewatched the trailer just now, I, I, I think it would be safe to say it's more of a sideways hand just because it looks... In the grand scheme of things, it actually looks fairly generic. And I feel like there's a lot of games like yeah. this. and you know, and and stylistically, I really really like it because it's it's like this. It, it reminds me a little bit of um, uh, Alliance Alive, and I love Alliance Alive. But mm. that is a good um, one. That is a good one. But gameplay wise, it also sort of reminds me of a mix between that and Final Fantasy Explorers, and I hated Final Fantasy Explorers like on 3DS. I don't know if anybody remembers that. You probably don't. Because uh, it's not worth remember, remember. I I recently <laughs> but, picked that uh, back up to play with my husband, and yeah. I love it. So okay. uh, we're well, we're on the opposite end of that spectrum. Okay. <laughs> podcast for another day, then. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> but I, I I can't I can't stand the game. I think I reviewed it for the site like way back when. So uh, we'll have to, you know bring that back up uh just to see how i felt about it back i think i was pretty vicious in my review but um but yeah no, I, I could i couldn't stand that game and so this silent hope is sort of in between that because you have a game that i really love alliance alive and you have a game that i don't love so much which is final fantasy explorers and it looks like it's right in the middle of that and so i'm i feel indifferent towards it so yeah just middle hand or sideways hand would be the best course of action for now. This makes me want to cleanse my eyes by going and playing Trials of Mana uh, remake just to to go do something good. Ouch. All right. Well, one one last one as part of our spontaneous reviews here. Um, I don't really know what to make of this one. It's it's bizarre. It is uh, called Headbangers Rhythm Royale, and it is a rhythm-based battle royale game. I honestly, I would, I, I kind of, my instinct is to compare it to Fall Guys in terms of like, it's a battle royale, but you have all these kind of independent challenges of each other, except they're all rhythm games and you play as pigeons and yeah, it looks really strange. <laughs> I, I don't even really know, how do I evaluate something like this? Um, I think I'm going to give it a thumbs down just because I don't really want to play as a pigeon, I guess. I like- How I like dare rhythm. you? How I, dare you? So rude. Is that, is that too harsh? I don't what know. What did pigeons ever do to you? My Nintendo Switch online fine. icon may currently be a pigeon. Oh, okay. Yeah, pigeons are fine, I guess. But I, I, it's just not, you know. I guess in absence of everything else, like in absence of a new Rhythm Heaven game, maybe, but I just, yeah, I don't know. I can't get excited about it. 
Ellie, are you a pigeon fan? You, you know, I, I think they're great. Um, the fact that we brought them over here, domesticated, and then abandoned them, and then now we just kind of are like, oh, these pigeons, they're a problem. We did this, okay? We, we, we did oh, this I to ourselves. I did not know that, actually. Yeah, That's no, the pigeons were domesticated as messengers, and we, uh, we bred them in captivity. They don't have nest-making capabilities. <laughs> like, oh. I don't know if you were here for the educational aspect of pigeons, but... Uh, the the problem we have with these rats with wings is all of our own doing, uh, so wow. blame your blame your ancestors for that one. Uh, I will do that. I want to love this because I love stupid weird games like Katamari makes me so happy. Um, uh, I spent a lot of my my younger uh, alcoholism years playing Katamari while under the influence, <laughs> and this this reminds me of a thing that I would do while while having alcohol in my system. So. <laughs> I want to love it. I am going to sideways hand it because it is really weird. It is definitely bizarre, um, but it looks endearing. And I hope that it I hope that it wows us, you know, like I hope that it's actually good. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to be proven wrong for sure. Same. Uh, like, please, I'm, please I'm be getting, good. I'm getting like some like like, uh, you know, DreamWorks trolls movie vibes from it. I'm just I'm just not like, you know, not <laughs> like, for it. this is slightly unsettling. Not sure. Yeah, how to feel. Yeah. Dennis? Yeah, there's another one of those situations. I just don't care. So, you know, it's it's a thumbs down <laughs> situation for me. I, I just, you know, I'm all about rhythm games, though. I love rhythm games, one of my favorite genres. I've been playing them for as long as I can remember. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I, don't, I don't care. Plus, that trailer didn't show, to my knowledge, anything. It was just CG the whole time, and I'm really sick and tired of CG trailers. So that's another reason why it's a thumbs down, because it's just like you have shown me you gave me an elevator pitch and that's about nothing. it yeah yeah. And, yeah and then that was it so you know unless i see something come to fruition as far as i'm concerned it don't exist so you know it's just a name out in the open that we know about and that's as far as it goes so yeah it's a thumbs so down the pigeons may or may not be real got it yeah yeah and yeah, and folks, with that, that is basically the directs. The only other things we really got were um, some games we've already seen in other showcases, um, those being Sonic Superstars, Persona 5 Tactica, Fae Farm, and Just Dance 2024, everyone. But um, but yeah, that, in a nutshell, I mean, we, we literally spent twice as long talking about the direct as the actual direct was, so... Um, yeah, I think we covered it <laughs> pretty, pretty no, yeah, well. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we're good. Yeah, there Fantastic. was actually Let's some go. other gaming news that happened last week, but uh, just in comparison to that direct, I just I can't really think about any of it. It's just like information overload at a point, you know. Yeah, it, it's hard to. That think is one hundred percent fair. That is one hundred percent fair. I, I'm actually kind of glad that they did it after all the Summer Games Fest stuff. I think that was smart because I I don't. If they had done this during Summer Game Fest, I probably would have ignored most of Summer Game Fest, to be yeah. completely honest with you. So, yeah. Um, Leave right, it to well, Nintendo getting... to be respectful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's why. They're like, we're going to drop like five new Mario games. We have to at least like give the other companies a chance, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> Make them seem like they have uh, a chance this holiday season. You yeah, know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, all right, well, we are getting close to wrapping, but we got, got a couple of segments. I'm going to try and get through them relatively quickly to respect everyone's time. Um, not a lot of recent releases to touch on, um, but did want to shout out a couple things that might be notable to some of our audience. 
So we've been talking a lot about farming and life sims on the show recently. Um, the big one I, I played at Summer Game Fest was Fae Farm, which I enjoyed. I, I still am like waiting to see how that whole package comes together. But um, we're still getting other ones. And this new one that just came out this week was called Everdream Valley. Um, it looks to be playing the whole genre pretty straight-faced. It doesn't seem to have like... A, like a big magic angle or anything like that. It really just seems like they're just trying to make a really darn good farming sim. Um, visually, I, I personally, I love the style of it. I think it looks really professionally produced. Um, it, I love that you can have, like, a whole mechanic in this game is dogs. Like, you can have up to 10 different breeds of dogs and train your dogs. I'm like, that's kind of cool. Um... But yeah, I, I don't right now I don't have a lot of space in my schedule for a game like this, but this looks like a very solid entry into the genre. Any any thoughts on Everdream Valley? Uh it's actually been on my radar ever since it was like released in early access on Steam. Uh it's got super, super fantastic Steam reviews, so I've been eyeing it. I will probably eventually get it because I am literally just the most predictable gamer ever. So um <laughs> It'll eventually happen. Maybe not right away because there's just so much going on and so much to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. you know, like it's it's like 15 bucks right now. So, yeah, yeah, not too shabby. Uh, I, I might not get it until the next time it's on sale, but it's very tempting. <laughs> yeah, you could you could definitely do worse than Everdream Valley, I think. is. Uh, could... Considering that Stardew is also $15, like it's not that bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that is out now. Um, we also got a, this is, a, I guess, a, a franchise I didn't realize, but um, it is a kind of builder slash management style game. Um, it's called Railway Empire. This is Railway Empire 2, uh, the Nintendo Switch edition specifically, in case you had any doubts about which platform you were playing on. Um, <laughs> And um, yeah, kind of the unique shtick about this one is that like you are building cities and stuff kind of in the early 1800s, but your main mechanism of doing that is by connecting things via rail and building industries via railways. And you're getting different types of old-fashioned locomotives and, um, you know, you're choosing how you want to run your railway company and making some strategic decisions. And um, I, I think it's a really interesting idea. I don't typically play a lot of these games, but I really like the concept behind this. I like how it's melding city building with strategy and just a really different setting than what we normally get. Yeah, it, it's not... Again, I'm gonna. I know we've we've moved past the segment, but it, that's gonna be a thumbs down from me. Uh, <laughs> it, this might be our new podcast evaluation system going forward. Yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's. I just. I. You know. I. It's. You know. I. I have always appreciated these types of games, and um, but they've never been. Uh, for me, I, I've played some really good ones, but a lot of them just don't click right away because I think there's too mm -hmm. much management that I end up getting bored of it. And um, yeah, that's and especially, fair. and I just don't have as much of a, <laughs> I guess, enthusiasm or passion for 
you know the the metro system if you will uh, <laughs> some other folks <laughs> sure so sure. Uh, though I, I do love me some bullet trains because i you know I'm, i am fascinated by uh you know the uh, the whole maglev thing but um and the the design and the engineering and the physics that goes behind that because all that is just science and i love science so but you know something like this i just i you know i don't know it, hey, that's a thumbs down <laughs> that's so. that is a-okay yeah. uh, ellie of your interest I or no? Actually, I actually like railroad simulators. My favorite railroad simulator on the Nintendo Switch is A Train Hajimaru Kanku Keikaku, which is. Uh, Could you spell Yeah, another. Uh, I'll, I'll put it in the chat for <laughs> you if you want. Let me go look it up. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, man. Hold on. No, no, uh, that's, I'm, I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, my autism is showing. No, that's, <laughs> you're like, yeah, what, where can I order that? that it's, this is, uh, you could probably, I, th I got it from PlayAsia, so that's where I get all my imports, my my English imports and things like that are from PlayAsia, yeah. love them. We love um, PlayAsia, PlayAsia's good. I love train simulators, so I actually, like, will probably at least look at this and see if it's good. Um, A-Train is actually a fantastic series, so if you're looking for something good, i definitely, like, pick that up. I think you can actually get it on the English eShop now. But, um... Mm. Yeah, I like my Sims. Like I said, my autism is showing. I'm sorry. I just, I have really weird interests and I know you, a lot about pigeons. No, you do not have to apologize. I love that everyone has different tastes and preferences on the show because it makes it more interesting. Um, no, I, hey, I also love a good Sim. I haven't played a lot of railway Sims, but I love like the truck driving Sims that they have on PC. I could play those. Oh my gosh. Some of those are time. so, so terrible that they're good. So yeah, I agree yeah. with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I guess this next one is is kind of in a similar camp and that it's also kind of a builder game, but it's also kind of an RPG. It's called uh, Valtherian Arc Hero School Story 2. This is also a franchise that I was not previously aware of. But um, yeah, the cool thing about this one, I love the premise of it, um, is you're building a, a kind of magical academy for future but, budding young adventurers. And um, you are building the school, but you are also kind of like simulating like the, the roster of the students, I guess. Like you can take them out into turn-based combat. Um, it, there's a whole story. Like the, I guess the story takes place over like 10 years. So it, it looks yes, really Yes, you get to build the school. Never... You get to, yeah. you get to uh, select your students and put them through different... I played the first one and it was good. <laughs> But yeah. uh, every aspect of this is something that you can uh, tailor and customize. So, like, you get to choose your your party, who to send out on missions if you want to, or like, like what to really do with each individual student to develop them while you're developing your school. So it's it's mm. very management esque in every possible facet. Uh, kind of reminds me of like if uh, Fire Emblem three houses were a simulator just entirely uh this is what it would be like that sounds really cool actually it's uh... the second one i hope is really really good because it looks like they have improved upon like all the various systems and things like that like i had gripes because like the graphics weren't super good for the first one uh, right. the combat was kind of sluggish type thing but if they've if they've improved that at all i 100 percent will thumbs up this because it looks really really good it's on my list of things to eventually get to uh, and I will, I will 100% buy this. Like it's gonna happen. <laughs> Sweet, you love to hear it. All right, Dennis. Any thoughts before we move on to our last segment? No, not really. I mean, it definitely. You know, I, I 
bought the first one, just never got around to playing it though. Um, but mm, uh, okay. it definitely looked like it was something that would interest me. Um, but again, I, I can't speak to it. Um, but the second one looks like it just seems like it's more of the first, but definitely like polished in a lot of areas. So um, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. you know, just yeah, improve on what what works and then fix what doesn't. And yeah, I think you're you know you have the right recipe for something really good here. All right. Well, that is basically our show. But before we go, we are going to wrap with our classic segment, Refresh Rates, formerly titled as What Has Everyone Been Playing Lately? And um, Ellie, since this is your first time on the show, oh, wait, you know what? You mentioned you wanted us to go first so you could think about it. Uh, so, true. Dennis, what have you been yep. playing lately? So, uh, a couple of things, but the main one uh, has been uh, Diablo 4. Diablo 4, uh, I think, came out just a few weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, I haven't put as many hours as I would have liked into it. But, yeah, I've been playing that a little bit. Played a little bit with my girlfriend and then played a little bit with some friends. And um, it's been a really, really fun time. The, you know, it's, it's everything you know and love about Diablo. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, definitely refined and polished in such a substantial way that it is you know Diablo 3 did a lot of things right and did a lot of things great and it was a fantastic game but you don't realize how much of a jump it is until you play Diablo 4 and you go oh wow no this is absolutely incredible and uh, yeah everything about it is just great just how they how they've streamlined everything is everything's more intuitive everything just simply makes sense and uh, uh, Lilith is just such a great character also and the world of sanctuary the world that they've built um you know uh ellie you had mentioned you know world building earlier and how much you're a fan of that I, i'm the same way you know i think if a game, i love it it's so good yeah yeah if a game the legend have, of heroes series good for it like yeah. but yeah diablo is so good at that oh absolutely absolutely and especially now with diablo 4 you know it's it's they really you know hit the nail on the head with this and uh yeah it's been a fantastic time and you know if you love you know RPGs or action RPGs or anything that's to do with some sort of skill system and you know creating your own character I mean there's everything you love about that is going to be here and done in such an exceptional way um, and really you know given with that uh, that sort of signature blizzard touch too that really is quite frankly unparalleled and very few come close to um, you know uh, sort of nailing that way as well so uh, yeah, mm. it's it's a fantastic game. I've been playing that on Xbox Series X. Uh, it does have cross-save and cross-play, so, you know, uh, my friends have all been playing on PC, so it's awesome that I've been able to play with them. And, uh, you know, since it has cross-save, I was thinking about picking it up on, on PC as well, double-dipping that way. That way I can just sort of jump back and forth at my leisure. You know, have it if I want to play it on the big screen, you know, get it on the Xbox, and then, you know, if I want to just sort of relax on my laptop, I can play it there as well. So, yeah, it's it's a fantastic game. Yeah, I've heard really great things about it. I, you know, I'm not really familiar with the Diablo franchise, and I think the thing that has, you know, something like this, I, maybe it's just the, the, the top-down perspective of it all, but, like, this is the kind of game that I really want to play on a handheld, you know? Like, yeah. I, I know this game is probably very impressive, like, visually and technically on next-gen consoles, and I'm sure there are so many reasons why it cannot run on Switch. Um, but like even like i don't know it, i wish it was at least on steam so i could play it on my steam deck without having to jump yeah. through hoops you, know? side I, you, you, I, you I can if you sideload yeah, windows there are yeah. ways 
There are yeah. ways. <laughs> I have Windows on my Steam Deck, but even still, I've just I've had issues yeah, I've with stuff in the past, and so it's all right. Mail it to me, and I'll fix it, and I'll mail it back. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I might hit you up on that. Um, but yeah, it's it, it looks good. I I just I've never really dug into the franchise too much, so I I don't really know what yeah. to expect well, other than just a very media oh, experience. But yeah, well, my, the I, first one I played was two back in high school and. Uh, that was that was like the whole school played. So it was mm. you could not escape Diablo two in my in my generation. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a movement, really. Some might call it. Um, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, very cool. I'm glad you've been enjoying that. Um, for my part, I as I mentioned earlier in the show, have not really had as much time lately as I would like to play a lot of games. Um, last week I mentioned Dead Island two, which I am still kind of jumping in and out of a little bit. Um, and really enjoying that. But the game I really want to talk about this week is an indie game called Road 96 that came out a couple years ago. Um, I played this one. It is available on Switch. I played through Game Pass because um, I wanted to take advantage of that before it leaves there. Um, but yeah, Road 96 is its an interesting game. It's definitely not perfect, but it's got some cool ideas. So the whole premise is... Uh, be warned, this is a very political game, so if that's not really your, your thing, you may want to stay away from it. I, I personally enjoy it when it's done well. Um, but the general premise is you are in a fictional, kind of totalitarian country called Petria, which is um, not a very good place to live for reasons that aren't really fully explained, but basically there's a lot of political turmoil and the... There, it's kind of run by this dictator and you're not allowed to leave. And while you're playing this game, you actually play the role of seven different teenagers who are trying to get to the border of Petria and trying to cross it. And the story in Road 96 plays out non-linearly. So there is a set story, but which scenes you encounter um, you know, you, you play as the first teenager, for example, you might cross the border and find a way to do that, or you might pass out from exhaustion on the way there, or you might get killed by a, you know, someone you try and hitchhike from. Um, and then that will end that character's story, but then you pick it back up as a totally different character, and you will run into other characters that you've met in your other playthroughs, and you'll learn more about them as you kind of go through and... Um, you can do, you can like make certain choices. Like for example, like you can uh, choose to leave some money behind a rock so that when you come through and play as another character, you can take advantage of that. So it, it does some really interesting things with its story progression that I just really haven't seen in another game. Um, so I think if that is interesting to you, like different ways to tell stories and games, I really think it's worth checking out. The caveat I'll give is that there's not a lot of <laughs> nuance, I would say, to its storytelling. Like, it's, it, it definitely, like, for a game that is approaching very, very serious, like, themes, it doesn't really always take itself super seriously. Some of the characters and dialogue, like, didn't really land for me, I think, in the way the developers wanted to. It kind of paints a very, like, black and white picture of morality, so it's not the deepest, like, political, like, story in the world, but... I, I think it's an interesting experiment, and I, I would recommend it to fans of Telltale-style games, I guess. 
Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I, I played it on because um, it was. It might still be there. I think it's. Did you play it through Game Pass or did you buy it like elsewhere? Yeah, yeah. I played it through Game Pass because I saw it was okay. leaving, and I was like, well, I'm not sure okay. if I want to yeah, buy yeah. it, but. Yeah. yeah, I played it yeah, a couple months back um, via Game Pass as well. And I, I thought it was, I mean, I agree with everything you said. I, I thought it was really, really good. Um, I did end up beating it. I went through every story that I could. And um, I can't remember if I got all the achievements or not. I tried to anyways. I can't remember if I did. But um, but yeah, no, it's it's it definitely does things in a very interesting fashion. And it's like you said, it's, it's how it weaves all the different characters um, is very unique. Um, but yeah, the story could have been told in a more robust way because it was very, you know, black and white, like you said, um, and a little too, I think, <laughs> literal. A little, little too on to. the nose, maybe. Yeah, hmm, exactly. I wonder what country they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, right, hmm. right. <laughs> who, who could guess? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's what good, I've been yeah. digging into lately. Yeah, and there's a prequel, which I'm curious about. It's a, the prequel has some, like, rhythm game elements to it and skating, apparently, so... Uh, well, that is, yeah. that's wild. Some, that's kind of wild for something like that. I've heard only good things about this game, so. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I might have to check out the prequel and, and see what that is trying to do, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, Ellie, all right, you're up. Have you, all have right, you figured all right, it I've out? All right, all right, I've decided. I've decided. I did recently pick a game back up from my backlog uh, on the Switch. It is, of course, a Switch RPG because that is all I do. Um, Monster Hunter Stories 2. So uh, okay. I got my partner to start playing the game, and uh, basically, like when he caught up to where I was, I picked it back up. We beat the regular story mode, and we've been grinding uh, like end game stuff. So ever since the game came out, they've been like kind of giving a little bit of DLC here, and I, I don't know, like you guys, have you guys played a bunch of the Monster Hunter games? Because those are those are definitely a addiction for me. <laughs> you know, I've played um. The, the last, uh, a little ashamed to say it, but the last mainline game I played was Monster Hunter Try on the Wii. But I did play Monster Hunter Stories on the 3DS, which I, I did enjoy quite a bit. Yeah. I yeah, love I played them. a good amount of them. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, that includes, you know, Rise and, you know, Generation Ultimate or that. So, yeah, I like them a lot. I, I absolutely adore Monster Hunter. I've been a Monster Hunter player since I think, like, freedom 2 on the psp so like don't don't i'm old okay i'll admit i'm 33 <laughs> this is what we do all right so playing these games throughout the entirety of my life and then like they they release a turn-based rpg in stories and then stories 2 uh got my partner to start playing it uh the character creation system was like absolutely amazing it's a capcom game you're making a capcom style art character Beautiful. It made me really nostalgic for like, I really hope that if we ever get another Breath of Fire game that we get to create our own character because this looks exactly like what I would do if I was playing a Breath of Fire game. So of course I'm like locked into this because it's so many things that I love. Uh, we've been grinding levels, we've been collecting different eggs, we've been taking on these big ferocious dudes like uh, Dread King Rathalos who absolutely will beat your face in for, for no other reason <laughs> other than the fact that he can and that you, you dared to look at him. So <laughs> uh, it's been a lot of fun. I, I absolutely enjoy it. Uh, being able to do the co-op stuff online with somebody that I care about is always just an absolute game changer for me. Like it brings me a lot of joy to spend time doing things that I enjoy with people that I love. Uh, so just being able to do that has been a lot of fun. And 
I really do need to catch up because he's got Dread King at Rathalos and I don't, and my armor is made of potatoes and, and paper mache, and I really do need to go and grind more, so I think that's what I'll do before bed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we, I don't want, I know that's a big, dense game, so we will not keep you too There's much longer. There's a lot, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot to that. Yeah. It's many hours. <laughs> it, lo it looks really charming, and I, I really want to play it. Um, uh, I hope you do. Sometimes it's on sale for like 20 bucks. So if you catch yeah. it for that, yeah, like get it. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have an excuse at this point. My big debate has been, do I want to play it on my Switch or do I want to play it on my Steam Deck? Because I feel like it might look Either a, way. a smidge better on the Steam Deck, but then I don't know, play, playing it docked and handled, like that's a pretty, pretty tempting proposition, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see. One of these days I'll pick it up. Um, all right, folks, well, <laughs> I know this was a really long episode, but it's not every week that we have a big, awesome Nintendo Direct that we all get to geek out about. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Um, this has been episode 58 of Nintendo Everything Refresh. And um, Ellie, it was really great to have you on the show. I'm really excited that I find I'm excited that I finally got to be here. Uh, but I've tried a couple times and then usually it's like system issues. So thanks for having me. I appreciate that. Of course. And you are welcome back anytime. Um, and yeah, we we are I, I'm just I'm amazed, you know, sometimes I'm like, I can't believe we've done so many episodes already and gotten to meet so many of the site's staff this way, you know, coming in relatively new to the site and the industry at large and getting to chat with everyone has been really cool. So um, so yeah, if you like the show, please spread the word. We are always trying to get more people listening to us, nerd out about stuff all the time. Uh, we're on pretty much every podcast platform, and we also have a video version up on YouTube and Spotify. Um, so wherever you listen, uh, please spread the word and give us a review if you if you enjoy the show or not. We want to hear either way. Um, hopefully you like the show because it's been two hours, and I would be a little concerned if you listened to this whole thing and didn't like it. But um, but yeah, with that, we will be back at you next week with everything new and exciting in the world of Nintendo. See you all next time.